Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. All of each week, we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin, and I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today, we are discussing Chapter 31 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire: The Third Task. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please tweet along with us using the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter. Um, Submit to Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories and fan art illustrating what it would be like to be a Black Hogwarts student. You can check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines and awesome stories. I got so distracted by the gifts in the chat. Um, (laughs) Love our blog, love Wither Team, have a few extra galleons lying around. Please consider becoming a Patronus. We are video recording the Wither Team episodes, and Patroni have access to those videos. If you would like to donate but can't do a monthly donation, you can send us a cheering charm by donating to our PayPal. Um, you can find the links to donate at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. We now have Wither Team merch. Head over to our website and step your nerd fashion and stationary game up. And you can get some stickers and try to compete with Bayana. Um, If you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, um, or even if you do, rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, and all the other places that um, you listen to What's Your Team on. Um, And then that way it'll help us get more people on the team and more reviews, and then we can be featured on iTunes. Yeah! Audience survey. Please go to our Twitter account, twitter.com slash nerds. And you will see links to our survey. We like to take some time every year and ask you guys a little bit about you, who you are, what you like, what you like us, what you like from us, what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of, all those good things. Um, and it really helps us plan out our year. We're two now. Also subscribe to our newsletter. Every week we share nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you would like to be in the know, um, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org to do so. And Deborah is still going strong with the newsletter. So. And if you would like to take over and give Deborah a break, um, even though she's doing a great job, you can email us, weblackandnerds at gmail.com, and um, just say, hey, I want to curate one week. I want to tell the world the nerdy news that I'm into. I want to do that. So... That's a thing that you can do. Um, otherwise, you know, Deb's got it. <laughs> For now, I hope. Deb, please um, keep doing it. You're so much better at this than I ever was. Whew. And now, Wizard Team News. Okay, look at us being, being um, adults. Um, listen to Who Watch, our newest podcast after show of Doctor Who, found wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we are doing the show for the season, um, the newest season that's out, um, and it's co-hosted by Cousin Connie. And you can use the hashtag Tarbis with a B uh, to time and relative blackness in space, and you can use that hashtag to tweet us your Doctor Who thoughts. Um, also, you can rate and review us on there if you do listen to that podcast um because again it helps yes so there is a new harry potter inspired tour injecting a little magic into new york city's metropolitan museum of art 
Griffins, Goblets, and Gold takes visitors on an immersive journey through the corridors and hidden rooms of the largest art museum in the USA. Another reason why I need to move to New York City. That Chicago. <clears throat> what, what was that? Chicago? Ooh, sorry. Chicago? I had a little tickle. <coughs> Chicago. Little tickle. It's fine. I'm, um, good. I'm also, I'm fine. down with moving to Chicago too. I, I, I've, I've got the itch. I've got the wanderlust bug though. If anyone else has any cities they would like me to move to and can help set me up with a new life. Don't listen to... No. No. What? I moved here because of you. I'm in the Bay Area because of you. you. I'm supposed to move again. Are you? You told me you were going to move here. It was like after... I was going to stay here past a year, so... That is true. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's probably recorded somewhere, too, as well. We got to stop recording. We're like, Tupé fiasco. Like, got everything on tape. (laughs) Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay, so also the original cast of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child um, has stepped down. Bye, Cheryl. Um, but I hope we're still friends. I think you Yay. are. Um, but they're keeping Hermione and Rose Black, which is lit. Um, I would have been like, it's really funny because they just put out the new like portraits for the new cast or whatever. And um, I was like, oh, I'm so excited and it's so cute. And I'm like, but this damn show isn't even that good. And also, like, Rose doesn't even do nothing. Like, mm. you would think that she was based on how they're bigging her up. But okay. I'm still happy that they're black, though. If they weren't, that would be a problem. Actually, I was thinking about it because then the racist came out. And I was like, we did this already. We already did this. I don't want to do this oh, again. Yeah. No. I mean, then I was like, is this going to be I don't a thing let them... every time? Like, I hope that... They're not always yes, black in a be. weird way. Cause I, <laughs> I mean, they can't bring my they can't bring me down from that. No, I'm they can never like, take Noma away from us, which is one thing, right? And she got her BAFTA award or whatever the the theater award is in Britain, and like she was amazing, and we saw her and Cheryl like just change the game. But I still like I want to see a South Asian Hermione. Uh, an Asian Hermione. I want, I want, mm. yeah, I, I mean, Hermione. I think that you can also just race bend other characters that, as well. That's true. I, I also like, agree I don't with think... that. Except for like, please don't try to race bend Padma, Pad, Padma, um, or like Cho Chang or something. Like, just don't do that. Well, yes. But there are, <laughs> clarification, yeah. there are plenty of other white characters in Harry Potter who can yes. be race bend. Um, but I was, the reason why I was thinking that and then it made me mad again was because, like, I don't want to have this fight all the time. Amani says he's down for a South Asian Harry, and I'm so down for a South Asian Harry because that is how I see Harry Potter in my brain is Raza Joffrey. Just a little lusty. You see everyone as Raza Joffrey. Listen, That's very have specific. you seen Raza Joffrey? You could just say South Asian, but, like, very specifically Raza Joffrey. That's it? No, there's... That's interesting no. because how old is he? I mean, okay, he could be James. You just see like Raza Joffrey running around in the third town. I want Raza Joffrey to have every <laughs> this grown job. ass man with like all I want these teenagers. him to be Doctor Who. I want him to be on my TV twenty four seven. I want a Raza Joffrey channel, and I want him to be without shirt eighty two percent of the time. Anything more than that is just egregious. But eighty two percent, I feel like, is the perfect number. I want him to be singing forty eight percent of the time that he's on screen, and I want twenty four seven Raza Jaffrey. Is that too much to ask? Make it work. Um, probably. Okay. okay. Well, anyway, the point of this was, I was getting to, is like I had this moment of like, 
oh man, I hope the next Hermione isn't black because I don't want to do this again. And then I was like, wait a second. That's the problem. Did you lose your mind? I did. And I got like, I got like mad. I got mad at like myself. (laughs) Yourself, I hope. Immediately. Like I had the thought and then I got mad at myself for even having the thought. And I was like, this, like, look, look at, watch whiteness work. Like, I I don't want, I had, like, I, like, I didn't want to have the fight anymore. Like, I didn't want any more racists. Okay. I don't see why you not wanting to have any more racists is Black Hermione's problem. It's not. It is not. That's all I have to say. (laughs) No, but it was just one of those things where, you know, I had to, like, clock myself. Like, I had to clock myself. Because I just, like, didn't want anyone else to go through what I felt like Noma and Cheryl went through, which was, like, your artistry alone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want them to have to deal with that. Yeah. And then I was like, F y'all for even making me think this way. I'll block Hermione all the time. Let's go. So, yeah, that was, a, that was my emotional <laughs> roller coaster. <laughs> we need to talk about Voldemort's penis. We don't. We actually don't. I mean, it's not a thing that I ever wanted to talk child, about. Buzzfeed I don't think just... we need to talk about it. I think that we've talked about it, and I think that Buzzfeed maybe somebody on there listened to Wizard Team and was like, "Oh, you make a good point." Hmm. But like, no. Well, we're we've definitely about, it. about to talk I don't about think we need it to. in not this chapter, but the next chapter. Are we going to talk about it? I'm bringing it up. I don't recall that being a part of the chapter. Flesh, blood, and bone or. <laughs> no I'm bringing it no. up because not now a it's pun. a thing that we have to deal with it's unoriginal try again okay well anyway so BuzzFeed um, just did one of their like is it even an article because it was like 92% gif and like four yeah, words it was literally like 400 words <laughs> it was two sentences <laughs> that they, they, it was they a tweet stretched into, split up in gifts. they stretched into a block um, but just about how Voldemort literally right now as we're about to start this chapter is a little magical alien baby um, yet somehow is able to procreate um, in the cursed child which goes back to it was bad fan fiction we have a new Patronus, and I didn't write it down. Good job. But I told you, so give me a second. You did, but you didn't tell me who it was. You just said we had a new Patronus. Uh, it's a mystery. Thank you to our new Patronus, who we greatly appreciate for becoming a, a Patronus. And we just wanted to say that you, ma'am... Um, this isn't happening fast enough. Okay, listen. Uh, we're going to do this again next week, and you're going to get your... <laughs> I'm going to be prepared. <laughs> I tried to, like, search in my email Sounds history, like a good plan. But it didn't go. Um, magical birthdays. We have one. Are y'all ready? So a couple of months ago, on Wizard Team, live, I was getting t- a text from my best friend, because I was going to be an auntie, she was gonna tell me what the sex was. I don't think I don't know if you guys remember. Go back in your go back in your thoughts, right? I might have been an aunt to a zygote. I think that's something I said. Um, I am the proud auntie of one Miriam Brooklyn Green. Welcome to the world. 
and I can't wait to go home and start reading Harry Potter to you and getting you off on the right <laughs> foot. Because another thing that you guys, if you listen, might know is that my best friend has never read Harry Potter and therefore I will not watch Lord of the Rings. It makes sense. No. <laughs> it does. It does. But Miriam, who was named after her great grandmother, which is so cute. And then it made me cry a little bit, just a little bit. There's like a little bit. Miriam will never have to suffer that fate. And I'm telling you now she's a Hufflepuff. She come from a long line of Hufflepuffs. You can't sort her. She's like they're like the we they're like the weasel. She's like a week old. She's like four days. Of Hufflepuff? Yeah. I mean like I don't even think she's a week old. She might be a week old. No. You can't sort her in a week. Yeah, I can. Sorry, it's against the rules. They're like the Weasleys. Nope. Of Hufflepuffs. Ha! Long. Another green. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. How are you going to stare in serious, Amani? Don't use my, my fave again. Oh, wait. We forgot to say something about the um, the new Hermione. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Sorry, Very I didn't important. write it down. So the actress who plays her, um, if any of you, you know, this is a Tarbis crossover. Um, if any of you do watch Doctor Who and remember the episode Midnight, which is like one of the best episodes it's, of Doctor it's, Who, it's, um, objectively this speaking. This is coming from someone that enjoys watching Game It's of not, I mean, I said one of them. I said not the best. I said not the best, but it's, one of them. It's like up there in the top five. At if least. you enjoy abject terror and everything being miserable, then yeah, it's a really good episode. But okay, we're not gonna talk. We're not gonna talk about. We're not gonna have a debate. It's just like in terms of writing and acting and all it's that. Very good. It's freaking amazing. Anyway, she was in that episode, and yeah, so and she was like one see, of the only ones with a heart in that episode. Yeah, she was lit. So if you do see her, I'm sure she's gonna be amazing as yeah. Hermione. And that was all I was gonna. Yeah. Say. And I was trying to say something because it was like the, the in the last cast, Draco was also in Doctor Who. Um, I'm trying to figure yep. it out. Is it Dr. Potter? Is it, is it Pottervian? Cause you know, like with like Sherlock and it's like Hulock and then there's like supernatural, like the, you know, like the fandom crossovers. Mm-hmm. We need the Dr. Who Harry Potter crossover. Cause there's so many shared actors. Cause Britain only has well, Okay. Actors. But is, yes, but also Britain has like six actors. So, there are lots of Harry Potter, Game of Thrones crossovers, lots of Game of Thrones, <laughs> Doctor Who crossovers, lots of Sherlock, Harry Potter. Like, they're all, they're know, all on the same show. Like, Harry Potter them time been. travel thing where. No, it's true. I'm including her in my, in my Wizard Team canon. I just haven't thought of it yet, but she's included. Yeah. It just. When she jumped out the train at midnight, somehow. She used her Hermione. She jumped out the like train at midnight and landed. Became minister of magic. And landed on the Hogwarts Express. Ha! Out one train in the sky, Bam. down onto a train on Earth. Boom. Well, she went through a wormhole or something. Through time Listen, as well. Tiny limey. We'll figure it out. All right. Okay, let's get to the third oh, cast. Do we have to? Yeah. Yo. But actually, that's a good question. Like, um, can we just actually? This is actually this is the this is the chapter before shit goes down. So I mean, like, we got some you know things happen in this chapter, but like, this is the chapter before like. I just feel like May, everything goes to shit. Can we much. also? I need to. This month has been a month of like is is this May media mayhem month or something with just with Doctor Who 
and then Shield, and then we're doing the stupid Game of Thrones rewatch, and like at all, and now where we're, where we're at in the book, like it all just times together into just a like a conglomerate of. Good well, by the time we get terrible. to things being shitty, it's gonna be June, right? Oh no, not true. No, we got another week of May. Yeah, just kidding. But also, like, and I think I've said this before. The like. The awful thing to me is never as bad as, like, the it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Like, the chapter before the awful is always worse That's than true. Because I know. Mm-hmm. I know it's... Ah! Okay, let's get into this. And you can't stop it. It's very you true. You can't change um, Okay, it. so previously on Wizard Team, previously on Wizard Team, Harry stuck his face in Dumbledore's private possessions. He put his... Um, what did he? What did Dumbledore literally say? stuck his face? Like he it was. Said, it's not a figure of speech. Now that you've he got just, your, he saw a bowl mind out of my with shining things and was like, hmm, I'm gonna just face plant into the, these memories of Dumbledore's. So Put that's the thing that happened. Face. His whole face, the entire face. So then he found out some interesting things about Barty Crouch Senior and his son and Karkaroff and Peter Bagman. Bellatrix and Ludo Bagman and Neville and Snape and Neville. Yeah, about a lot of people. Lots of lots of yeah. Nosy Harry. Nosy Harry Harry got just a bunch of tea. (laughs) And then the problem is, is that he didn't learn the lesson of don't stick your face in people's thoughts. He was rewarded. Nope. Yep. Nearly headless Nick still hasn't been allowed to join the hunt. Unfortunate. It's, it's, what's his name? Sir, what's his name? Cadigan. I don't even remember anymore. Sir, no, not Cadigan. Sir, no, not Cadigan. Popsikinsian. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. That like bruh, he's out of pocket, and it looks like we're gonna have to dethrone him or some shit just to get, uh, right. nearly have his neck up in there, but. Um, also, Jenny is taking a break from eating porridge so she can come down and watch the third task, but then she's gonna go right back. Not yet. But she, not right she now. Told Dobby to, not she told Dobby to like pack, like to put it in a hot plate and save it for her. She'd be right back. <laughs> okay, Dumbledore reckons you know who's getting stronger again. Ron whispered. Everything Harry had seen in the Pensieve, nearly everything Dumbledore had told and shown him afterwards, he had now shared with Ron and Hermione, and of course with Sirius, to whom Harry had sent an owl the moment he left Dumbledore's office. I so get, sorry. Is that a violation of privacy oh, or? Yeah. But also, like, like I, I don't know. I just feel like on the one hand, yeah, he learned all this stuff about all these people, and they, and it potentially has like ramifications for what's going down. Also, they're Dumbledore's thoughts and memories, so it just feels like not a thing you should share with people. Oh, totally. And he, he wasn't supposed to even see them, so it's not only like, are you divulging right. someone else's? Things, but like you weren't supposed to see them in the first place. But I do totally get, and I think I might have said this before, and I'm saying it again. Especially when I was living in San Diego, like with my best friend, and especially like in high school and like right after college, I like couldn't, I couldn't under make sense of things without talking it out with her, and like. I mean, even now, sometimes she'll be like, oh, I knew that thing was going to happen to you. And I'd be like, well, why didn't you tell me? 
She's like, oh, I thought you... And I'm like, no, I don't know my life. You know my life. I don't know those things. Like, you have to... Like, I have... And I do it with you all the time, too. It's like, I have to, like, be like, how do I feel about this thing? Let's 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 talk it out. <laughs> like, so this happened, and this happened, and I kind of... And then you go, I think you feel upset. And I go, I feel upset. Thank you. <laughs> and I think that that is what... Yeah. Harry, that's how Harry, like understands things right he has Ron and Hermione and Sirius and he's never really had that before Hogwarts like having a support system and people he really believes in and now it's kind of almost a crutch like he doesn't trust I mean he still goes off of his instincts or whatever but he doesn't really trust what's real or what's going to happen until he's like got their input so it makes sense, right. but it's also a terrible violation of privacy. I mean, yeah, I feel like, you know, it's not like this is the first time this has happened in terms of, like, Harry finds something out, he immediately tells his best friends. Like, it's a logical, like, next step, but also you stuck your face in Dumbledore's memories. So I just feel like... Right. And what happens? Just, yeah. what happens when it is something that, like, I'm thinking now about, like, I'm going way beyond, like, adult Harry now as, like, a head aurora or, um, like, you can't just go telling them everything, right? Like, there's some things you got to keep secret. Like, right. Like, how does he navigate You can't just be... Like, yeah. him and Ginny get into a fight or something. You go run and go <laughs> tell Ron. So, Ron, so, so this thing happened. You think Voldemort's back? <laughs> like, Ooh. nah, Harry, I think you just need to go home to your wife, right. Sam. Um, okay, so Harry, Ron, and Hermione stayed, uh, sat up late uh, discussing what had happened. Um, and until Harry's mind was reeling, until he understood what Dumbledore meant um, about a head becoming so full of thoughts that it would need to, that it would have been a relief to siphon them off. Which I'm like, wow, that's the first time that's ever happened to you. Must be nice. <laughs> Overthinkers um, unite and get a pen uh, So, Andy trusts Snape. Ron said, he really trusts Snape, even though he knows he was a Death Eater? Yeah, said Harry. Um, Hermione had not spoken for ten minutes. Um, Rita Skeeter, she muttered finally. How can you be worrying about her now, said Ron. I'm not worrying about her. I'm just thinking. Remember what she said to me in the Three Broomsticks? I know things about Ludo Bagman that will make your hair curl. This is what she meant, isn't it? She reported his trial. She knew he'd passed information to Death Eaters. And Winky, too, remember? Ludo Bagman's a bad wizard. Mr. Crouch would have been furious he got off. He would, have, he would have talked about it at home. Yeah, but Badman didn't pass information on purpose, did he? Hermione shrugged. And Fudge reckons Madame Maxime attacked Crouch? Here comes Rachel. Yeah, said Harry. But he's only saying that because Crouch disappeared near the Bow Batten's carriage. We never thought of her, did we, said Ron. Um, mind you, she's definitely got giant blood, and she doesn't want to admit it. Of course she doesn't, said Hermione. Look what happened to Hagrid when Rita found out about his mother. Look at Fudge jumping to conclusions about her just because she's part giant. Who needs that sort of prejudice? I'd probably say I'd have big bones if I knew that was what I'd get for telling the truth. Boom, roasted. That's it. That's all we need. It's the end of the third task. And then Hermione conjured a mic and dropped it. Hermione looked at her watch. Mm -hmm. We haven't done any practice. We were going to do the impediment curse. We'll really have to get down to it tomorrow. Come on, Harry, you need to get some sleep. Harry and Ron went upstairs to their dorm. As Harry pulled up his pajamas, he looked over at Neville's bed. True to his word to Dumbledore, he had not told Ron and Hermione about Neville's parents. As Harry took off his glasses and climbed into his four-poster bed, <clears throat> right, just the one thing that he, he was true to his word. 
or he kept himself. Um, he imagined how it must feel to have parents still living but unable to recognize you. He often got sympathy from strangers for being an orphan, but as he listened to Neville's snores, he thought that Neville deserved it more than he did. Lying in the darkness, Harry felt a rush of anger and hate towards the people who had tortured Mr. and Mrs. Longbottom. He remembered the jeers of the crowd as Crouch's son and his companions had been dragged from the court by the Dementors. He understood how he felt. Then he remembered the milk-white face of the screaming boy and realized with a jolt that he had died a year later. It was Voldemort. Harry thought, staring up at the canopy of his bed, and it all came back to Voldemort. He was the one who had torn these families apart, who had ruined all these lives. So, Joe, I don't know if you're listening, but that sentence, we didn't need it. And I'm going to need you to go sit by Keanu. <laughs> like, with the, like, her, her use of ellipses, it's, it's just... Yeah. Masterful. It's the only time I can it's the only time I can stand ellipses, to be honest. This might be why I use ellipses so um, much. Because ellipses make up like ninety really, percent of my writing. I mean, I think that they can be used in like real ways. I just think that like that's the way fuckboys like to text and it's annoying. <laughs> um we got thoughts. anyway, like back to the text to mm-hmm. I, I like the way that this, like, for one, we start with, like, all this, you know, Neville's just sleep, and we're like, oh, Neville, like, your life is so, like, sad, right? But then I love how it transitions into Harry remembering Barty Crouch Jr. and realizing, like, and I mean, like, at this point, we don't, he doesn't realize that Barty Crouch Jr. was an actual Nazi, but, like, realizing that these things are complicated, right? Like, they... It's not black and white. It's not like, oh, the, they were totally good and and uh, they were totally bad. Because then it's like, okay, but remember this boy and he's, like, freaking out. And then he dies a year later. So then, like, like what else? You know what I mean? Like, what else do you get out of that? And it's just, like, horrible things, like, beget, begetting more terrible things. Um, and so then he's like, well, it's Voldemort. And that's really the source of all. And I like how he's able to, like, sift through all that, like, pain and just, like, stuff that's happened and realize like okay yeah it's yeah i also think like the realization that it's not just him like he's not he has been affected but like amani said neville deserves a lot more than you do harry but like i feel like until this moment harry has been really focused on how voldemort has impacted his life and how he'll never get to see his parents, right? But, like, the idea that Neville gets to see his parents, but is that better? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's still terrible, right? And then this young... And I don't know if this changes it. I mean, yeah, he's a, he turns into a Nazi, but he was a really young boy, and it is sad. Like, I think I said this last week, too. It's like... Not it's not an excuse, and you make your choices and you live with them. But it's it's sad to see these people, like get radicalized and turn into these things. You know what I mean? And like gorgeous young man that just got stabbed by that stupid racist in Maryland. It's like it is objectively horrible that this young man who had his entire life ahead of him and was super accomplished gets is doing everything that he's supposed to do, which is not a like. Thing that you should have to say to justify the existence of a human life but you know 
he's just standing there and loses his life because of him being black and this radicalized idiot guy who's never been exposed to like anything beyond Facebook and dumb memes gets to like gets caught up in all of this hatred and not like both of those things are sad. One of them is that dude's fault, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm not saying like that dude is, does not deserve like the punishment that he deserves, but like the the radicalization of that racist is sad. Um, the fact that racism is a thing that is like we're dealing with is sad. And to be 14, and it's not racism, it's blood purity, but, like, to be 14 and to, like, go to bed with this knowledge of, like, all of these, all of this stuff is really tragic and really unnecessary, you know? Like, that's a lot of weight. And so, shouts to Mm -hmm. Harry for, think for the first time, I think, too, like, thinking beyond himself. Yeah. For once. once. And and it's only going to last for, like, a second. And then he's going to wake up and go back. (laughs) But, like, he did it for for 20 minutes. (laughs) So Ron and Hermione were supposed to be studying for their exams, which would finish on the day of the third task, but they were putting more of their efforts into helping Harry prepare. Can't relate. It's great for them. They're great friends and everything. But no. (laughs) Sorry. I would help you, just, like, not more than studying for my own exams that determine whether I get to move on in my magical education. I mean... I mean... I would, like... Not more. I wouldn't... I mean, not that I wouldn't help. I just wouldn't be putting most of my efforts. I'd be putting some. Equal. But if... But no more than equal. But if your friend... If your... If your friend isn't prepared and he died... Then I put him equal effort. I put in some effort. <laughs> Okay, but the like, consequences of you not being prepared for your exams are you get a lower and you're you're I mean not Ron, but you're you're Hermione, so you're smart. You're gonna you even without super preparing, you may not feel as comfortable, but you're gonna you're gonna pass. The consequences are I would prepare. Yeah, I just you get an outstanding instead of exceeds expectations or whatever. The consequences nope, for not that's how that works. But yes, I see what you're saying. Harry is death. So you want to try that again, Bayana? Try it again. No, I think equal <laughs> effort is is fair. Cold I don't know bloody. why I have to put most of my effort into like. But Harry is dumb. I didn't say he's on his own. I didn't say he's on his own. I didn't say, oh shit, I got exams to work on. Deuces, my bad. Sucks for you. Hope you survive. Good luck. I said I just am not going to be shirking my own responsibilities for my livelihood. For someone but your else. life not is all, a, not like you know. oh, is not more important. His life. He's not gonna die. Just come on now, really. All right, you starting to. He's gonna like die Ron. because I put like because I spent like three a, less hours helping. A Cedric is about to die. A chapter later, he's not gonna die. Well, he didn't have he didn't have anyone to help him. He's doing it on his own. Also, he like knows all this stuff, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, but also, he's despair. Oh. Um, anyway, don't worry about it. Hermione said what? shortly. Who would you say that? Harry pointed this out to them that he didn't mind practicing on his own for a while. At least we'll get top marks in defense against the dark arts. We'd never have found out about all these hexes in class. Good training for when we're all or which. Wait, sorry, really quickly, I have mm-hmm. a question. So, like, yes, they'll you know they'll at least it, at least it helps with one class, but 
Like, if you don't learn all these hexes in class, would you be tested on them in the exam? But it helps you, like, it, like she said, like, Or is it maybe just, like, the theory of yeah, it and, like... The underlining theory of it. Okay, and, like, yeah. If you can do more ex- advanced hexes, then, like, you could do the hexes that you're going to be tested on. The other thing is that the research part, like, it, it, you're not studying word for word to the test but like you're learning critical thinking and stuff like that I think it does help them Portia said um no shade but Hermione learned a lot by helping Harry herself and I agree with that like that's true especially in Defense Against Dark Arts where they haven't really had many competent teachers like yeah it's definitely true and if he studies and does his homework he's going to learn and not die so we're helping each other by not failing Ravenclaw life that's Samani's take on that subject she got really good at Accio and had legit reasons to learn advanced magic in her fourth year. That's Portia. So it's a little, I mean, it's mutually beneficial to help Harry, though it is uh, overabundance of defense against the dark arts and charms as opposed to like arithmetic or ancient runes, which Hermione's taking, but they're not. So, I mean, and divination, they just gonna lie anyway. I don't know. I also think like, Right, that's true. Yeah, divina- <laughs> ain't nobody worried about divination. But, like, you know, considering how Hermione was acting last year around exams, it seems, it also seems a little weird. But the- I mean, I'm sure she got a little bit more chill, but she was freaking out over mistranslating one word. <laughs> and now she's like, it's cool. I'll just take some, I won't study because as much. It just seems a little bit. The alternative is that Harry might die. She has sorted out her priorities. He might die all the time, though. But that's like but his constant like state of being. This is like immediate. And then they still have some time after the third task to pick up what they have been slacking on. If he, if no, their la- their exams end on the third task day. Oh, I just said that. I didn't read. I don't get a good listener sticker. So <laughs> I didn't read that well. Um, good training for when we're all ours. Said Shut Ron, up, Ron. Um, attempting an impediment curse on a wasp. Right. <laughs> He's just trying to muscle himself in, like, when we're all ours, right? Yeah. Okay, that Me is too. the equivalent um, of the Harry mood- cock-blocking in that hug. Like, <laughs> 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 right um, The mood in the castle is they... Sorry, go ahead. You're right, but yes. Um, so the mood in the castle as they entered June became excited and tense again. Everyone was looking forward to the third task, which would take place a week before the end of term. Um, as he got closer, Harry was feeling more confident about this one than um, the other tasks because it was actually, like, stuff that he has done before. You know what I mean? Like, wait, 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 wait. first year, he was... Nobody asked him to, but he was down saving the Sorcerer's Stone and, like, he went into the Chamber of Secrets. So, like, he's done these things before. So, it, um... Yeah, this is, like, right up his alley. Yeah. Um, um I, Were you gonna say something? Yeah, I was gonna say, so... So exams happen and then the end of term happens. What happens in between then? We talked about this like two years ago. I don't know. They just like wait around for a couple weeks. All right. I'm a, I'm it's, it's a good question. Year, next year, next book, I'm going to be like, so exams happen and then... <laughs> it's going to be an odd Because I think we talked about it. We might not have talked about it last... No. We even talked, I think we talked about it like Sorcerer's Stone, possibly. Yeah, like in American schools, you take your test. Because they were still waiting you, around and, and then got there. And then you get your results in the and mail. And you out. That's it. You get your results in the mail. Ain't no, mm-hmm. pro, ain't no point going back to school. And sticking around sticking for around. what? Um, you learned okay, everything. So, so, tired of walking in on Harry, Ron, and Hermione all over the school, 
Um, McGee gave them, gave him permission to use the empty transfiguration classroom at lunchtime, um, which is so her. She was like, okay, fall into another damn classroom and I see you three up in here. I'm a scream. So also like, can we just let's figure this out? Can we like make a very, make it very efficient. So I know where to go do the cleaning up or where to send the elves to do the extra cleaning up instead of you just tearing up all bunch of classrooms. Just tear up this one classroom, please. <laughs> Like, the whole ass castle just to practice. So Harry learned the impediment curse, a spell to slow down and obstruct attackers, the reductor curse, which which would enable him to blast solid objects out of his way, and the four-point spell, a useful discovery of Hermione's that would make his wand point due north, therefore enabling him to check whether he was going in the right direction. I have a thing Um, about this. He was having trouble with this. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, what's up? Um, No, it's fine. So... I'm a commuter. I live my life on Google Maps, and North has never helped. I mean, maybe in a maze it would help me. It's true. But, like, what does that mean? Like, you know when you start out and you have, like, the walking directions, and it's like, stew North. And I'm like, what, is that a right? Is that mm-hmm. a left? Is that straight? Like, yeah. Turn No, you're totally right. East. I what? also. What does that mean? So I just start walking. And I've been my hearing thing. that a lot more since I've gotten here. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that a lot more since I got to Chicago, and I guess because it's on a grid, it's supposed to make sense, yeah. but I'm always like, I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't... It's easier but like, for me I think, like- yeah, for the maze, it works, and, like, we see Harry, we see Harry, like, later use the spell, so we see how it would work in a yeah. maze, um, but, like, in, like, in everyday, everyday life, life that, that shit's not it, useful. It's not, like... So it's easy in it's California. I, like I always like I know where West is because I'm like okay, where's you? I'm standing here. Which way do I turn? But even that gets confusing. Up it's when you get in, yeah, even stuff, that gets a gets little bit confusing. confusing. But when and when you get to like uh, San Francisco, where it's like all water, so it's like what's the bay? And which one's the bay the and which one's the ocean? Yeah. Oh, Beta Breakers was this weekend, and guess what I did? Stayed my black ass indoors. And Stayed at home. Mm-hmm. So someone dressed up like Kellyanne Conway, which was amazing. Yeah, I just wanted to point out that I feel like the four-point spell is useful in a maze, but otherwise completely unuseful. And then it gets into the whole, like, technology in the wizarding world, because are they, are they using compasses? Like, is that how they're getting around? <laughs> probably. They don't have GPS? <laughs> or no, they have, the point, they have the point me spell, so they probably aren't, because they have a spell to do it. But, like, I wonder what their directions are like. Right. And if they had a Google Maps, would it just be like, go north? I mean, well, if like, they... Like, oh, shit, which way is north? Point me. If they operate, like, like, once they pass their apparition, I mean, I guess some people don't... Most people don't right. like... A lot of people don't like to travel by apparition, so they would need directions. Like, you don't just get on your broom. So that seems a lot like... Flying seems a lot like being on the sea, where it's just like a bunch of ocean, a bunch of sky. Where am I going? I don't know. Right. Portia said if Harry were on the Weasley's clock, he'd be in mortal peril at least twice a month, which is not false. Um, okay, so then... No. Um, so he was ha- having trouble with the shield charm, um, which was supposed to cast an invisible wall, a temporary invisible wall around himself and deflect minor court curses. Um, but yeah, he was having trouble. Oh, that reminds me of the... And... Oh, the jelly, the jelly, jelly legs jinx? No, the shield. And the shield charm. Oh, the shield charm? Because of Ivy. Oh, like a force yeah. field. Is her name Ivy? Yes. It's not Ivy. You're right. What's her name? No, it's not Ivy. Violet. Violet. Plant. 
<laughs> You're doing really well, <laughs> though, Hermione said, encouragingly, looking down at her list, crossing things off. Some of these things are bound to come in handy. Come and look at this, said Ron, who was standing by the window. What's Malfoy doing? Ron and Hermione went to see Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle were standing in the shadow of a tree. Crabbe and Goyle seemed to be keeping a lookout, both smirking. Malfoy was holding his hand up to his mouth and speaking into it. Looks like he's using a walkie-talkie, said Harry. It can't be. I told you, those sorts of things don't work around Hogwarts. Come on, Harry. Let's try that shield charm again. Sirius was sending daily so, elves now. Aha. Oh, aha. Aha. He was talking to a bug. Um, Sirius was sending daily owls now. Like Hermione, he seemed to want to concentrate on getting Harry through the last task before they concerned themselves with anything else. He reminded Harry in every letter what that whatever might be going on outside the walls of Hogwarts was not Harry's responsibility, nor was it in, within his power to influence it. This is... A.K.A. Also known as Stay in Your Lane. This is also, like... I had this thought when I was rereading it for this episode. They're doing so much work to help Harry get through the maze when what would have really helped him was not to get through the maze. To shoot up sparks. Well, see, like, they don't know that, though. No, I know. I know that they don't know that, but... There's no way that they would know that. Yeah, I... Like, they're... What... Yeah, I know you know, but what I'm saying is, like, their goal is for him to not die, and they think that, like... They think it's... And that's what makes it so interesting. Shit, this is what makes it really brilliant, right? Is, like, everyone is, like, yeah, they're trying to kill Harry. So that's the thing. But it's, like, nah. I mean, yes, in the very... In the end, in the long term, sure. Yeah, Harry gotta die. But, like, the the fact that, like, the goal was actually not what they thought it was mm-hmm. is why, like, they f- fucked yeah. up. But, like, I would... Um, <laughs> and this is my thing with... Okay, I don't know if you guys... This basketball analogy, stay with me, sports ball... But at the end of a game, if you are up three points, there's always this thing about do you you foul? Because if you foul, they go to the free throw line and they get two, right? If they make both of them, you're still Mm -hmm. up one point. Do you foul? Mm -hmm. I'm always of the nature. I like I 99.9% of the time, I'm like, yeah, you foul. You foul, you're up. If they make, make them both, you're up one point and you get the ball. That's the smart move, right? So thinking about this strategically in like a basketball perspective, which I am saying um, after this being my like 50th time reading this book, so hindsight is 50-50 or 2020 or whatever, but like Harry, <laughs> they release you, you go in to the maze, you shoot up red sparks right away and you come get out. Boom. You don't need to be Triwizard Champion. There's no need for you to win this thing. And I mean, he doesn't even, like, think about that, right? And I think, like, and we'll see as we get closer and closer to the task, like, his thought isn't, I'm going to be champion. His thought is, I just want to get through this. Um, And maybe part of it is that, like, you know, we have people like Malfoy and, like, all these people. So I think the other thing is his pride and, and, like, not wanting to be made fun of if he does put the sparks up right away. You know what I mean? So I think there are, like things although i'm also thinking like what if he had done that like what would barty crouch jr have done right if harry was like you gotta come get me right 
Like, would he be the one to come get him and then, like, drag him through the thing? Like, nah, motherfucker, you go and touch this poor key. <laughs> we going together. Oh, spoilers. Um, I know, but, like, th- I- I'm just like, thinking about, like, in now I'm th- in football. Like, if you're up and you got, like, it, you have the ball and there's 30 seconds left, you kneel. You kneel. You kneel. You, like, run the clock out. Like, mm-hmm. that is what. Yeah. They, I mean, they don't know this, but, like, that's what they should have done. But that's the thing is like they think they're playing they think they're playing basketball. Really they're playing soccer. Right. So <laughs> Right. Right? Like they think they're doing the right thing. And in any other situation, that would be the right thing. Like, yeah, you just gotta get through it and you gotta not die. But it's like okay, but as we see, they he's they're not trying to kill him right. yet. Um, um so, okay. So, Sirius's uh, letter reads, If Voldemort is getting stronger again, my priority is to ensure your safety. He cannot hope to lay hands on you while you are under Dumbledore's protection, but all the same, take no risks. Concentrate on getting through that maze safely, and then we can t- turn our attention to other matters. Which, again, <laughs> they just don't know what this plan is, right? Like, you have to stay under Dumbledore's protection. Well, they're about to take that from right. you, like... We can focus on it after the task. Well, <laughs> shit, funny story. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like they're not on the same. They, they think that they're on the right track, but they're not. And that is like the um, thing about which is like, like war and spies and like getting these symbols and getting these signs, right? It's like it is so important how you interpret them. And like that is what's keeping Dumbledore pacing in his room is because like he sees it. He, can, he, he knows something is coming, but like how he interprets it and the choice he makes to combat it is so important. And mm-hmm. Harry is 14. Like he doesn't have the range and it's not his fault that he doesn't, but he just, you like, he just doesn't he, have, he yeah. just, he's ill-equipped and it was so sad and he, we, we can't change it. I want to change it so bad. Yeah. Also, because if we change yeah. it, there would be no Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I mean, there might be, but it would be different and hopefully better. Anyway, let's keep going. Let's not bring it up again. Okay, so Harry's nerves mounted as June 24th drew closer. That's not they weren't as bad as the first and second past. You said what? June. No, his birthday's in July. No. Oh, you said the whose birthday? June 24th. Shout oh, your mom's birthday. Sorry, I thought you said that's Harry's birthday. That's my mama's birthday. Sorry, I thought you said that's Harry's birthday, and I was like, no, it is your mom's And then the birthday. next day is our cousin Kevin's birthday, also Michael Jackson's. Never mind. That's true. Mm-mm. I made Kevin yeah, change his birthday. You didn't have to bring that up. Sorry. So Kevin's birthday is on the 24th, too. He had to change it. It's not. It's on the 25th, but that's fine. No, he, he um, had to change it. I made him. Okay, shout out to my mama. What's up, Case. You ain't listening. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, so hey, but our other, but our auntie is. Hi, Aunt Terry. Oh, oh, funny story. Quick tangent. Um, our auntie Terry. Quick tangent because it's actually really funny. My she sent me a text on Saturday. Sent Bayana text. Sla- not and me a text. <laughs> she was like, literally, she said, "Hold up, let me find it." Okay, I'm I find screenshotted it and I sent it to Robin because I was like, "What?" She sent us are text you? At it was the same it was time. really cute and it was funny. So she said. She said, you use the F word. Oh my goodness. I'm listening to you guys. You're great. Love you. And I was like. And then at the same time. That's so great. She sent me a text and she said, your birthday song is hilarious. Oh my goodness. I just had to text Bayana because she's cussing and she's using the F word. Oh my gosh. And then your song and you guys are so wonderful. Love you. 
She's adorable. She's the best. She listens to us while she's um, <laughs> while she's working out, and she's never read Harry Potter, so this is like her thing. Um, and she's also like she supports us. She supports us, and she, she's our only family member who who listens, she's right? Mama. But not really, but kind of. Like not really. Like there's no Iyama scandal, but we are like the same. <laughs> like I look like her. Our personalities are very. Just genes, it's man. Genetics. genetics. Genetics, man. It's really what it is. But yeah, no, she's awesome. Um, so hi, Auntie. Um, okay. And we should back to, all, back to Harry whenever, so, whenever Bayana curses, we should all just say, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so we, that's our family. Like you could tell like our family is like, Bayana curses. I mean, my grandmother doesn't know how she was like, she, she, when I talked to her, she wants me to like explain to her like what this (laughs) is. And I like am super vague because I'm like, please don't find it. And and I know she can't, it's really easy because like she could easily find the link. We're Facebook Um, friends and like all that shit. But like, I'm like, please don't listen because I mean, she probably wouldn't care, but like. It would change things. Yeah. It's just. My dad not was a my, conversation my, dad that was I would my like basketball coach growing up, so they my entire family is like, God, Robin, where did you sailor mouth? Like my mom once this is hilarious. It just happened. My mom once got off the stands during the middle of my basketball game that my dad was coaching and walked over and told him to pull me out of the game so that she could give me a talking to. <laughs> Because of my language. <laughs> and my dad was like, but we, well, can we deal with this at home? And she was like, no, this is not how ladies behave. And I was full fledged. You know, when you're in, like you're in compete mode. Yeah. And I was heated. And then my mom was like, you watch your language. And I was just like, bitch. But I didn't say that because, you know, I wasn't that dumb, but it was close. <laughs> I was like, oh. Right. Cause you're still with us. So clearly you didn't say that. Cause. <laughs> still with us. <laughs> But it was you sitting my, here today. <laughs> my brain had to like stop, like stop, breathe. It was like a, hmm. yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I never had that with my my parents are younger and like also. I just I didn't start cussing around my parents until like late high school. I just didn't feel comfortable doing it. Like they knew that I had cussed, but like I just didn't. And like now, whatever. They I know. never did it on purpose, but my <laughs> like, like you know I don't guys I don't know if you know this, but I'm a. I mean, I still, I don't, I don't just like, I don't just like, I'm not just like, yeah. you know, I'm not popping off at the mouth, but like, if I say shit in front of my mom, I'm not like, oh shit, something's gonna happen. You know right. what I mean? Like, I know it's fine. Right. I just, I don't know if you know this about me, but I, but I'm not just I running have, out here. Sometimes I have emotional like outbursts and I can't, I'm in, I I see red and then I'm, and all of a sudden my mom is like, I didn't even know you knew that many curse words. And I'm like, I didn't either, fam. I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> We'll move past it. <laughs> right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, breakfast was a very... So, June 24th. My mom's birthday. Breakfast was a very noisy, noisy affair at the Gryffindor table on the morning of the third task. Oh, wait, really quickly. Sorry, oh. you skipped a thing because it was what I w- what we were just talking oh. about. Um, so, Harry, so, Harry's like, you know, feeling more confident this time. But also, he says, however well, however well or badly he did... The tournament would at last be over, which would be an enormous relief. So he's not, again, like, he's not looking forward to winning. He's just, like, it's going to yeah. be over. Um, I That's think all I there's need. there's also something um, to... I, I don't I'm putting this on Harry, but, like, I think there's something to, like... Well, I'm going to... 
the mystery will reveal itself, right? Like, why was I put in here? Like, what's going on? Not that he can imagine what it actually is, but, like, there's something to that, too. Like, that that dread of not knowing is getting coming to an end. Um, or maybe he just forgot that his name was put in here um, for... For well, I mean, I think, I think in, in addition to him, right. I mean that, but I also think that like he doesn't want eternal glory right. again. Like back to the like, just but like even accepting the fact that like he's put in here to like be killed eventually or whatever. Like his main thing is I don't, I didn't even want this. Like I wouldn't have yeah. volunteered to do this. So in the even you know what I mean in the chat, um, Amani um, says technically I think the cup was altered before it was put in the maze, so it wouldn't. Oh wait, wait, wait. Portia starts out with, "Is there no spell to alert them when something inside of the maze has been altered? Were they too confident in the non-magical transportation enchantment on Hogwarts?" Um, and Amani replies, "Technically, I think the cup was altered before it was put in the maze, so it wouldn't register." Um, and that they probably had Mad-Eye do the check. Um, and, yeah, and then Portia says, isn't Dumbledore suspicious of him by then? But no, still no one's suspicious of Mad-Eye. Doing a good no. job. He's, like, the one person that they don't, that they aren't, right. like, Even though he into. conveniently showed up when Barty Crouch Sr. like, just was, like... He had a good excuse, though, man. The things Barty Crouch Jr. could have done if he had not been a Nazi. All He's, of that, yo. all of that potential. Yo. The post owls appeared and bringing Harry a good luck card from Sirius. It was the only piece of parchment folded over. It was only a piece of parchment folded over and bearing a muddy paw print on its front. But Harry appreciated it all the same. That is the cutest bullshit I ever seen. That's like when your like two year old <laughs> kid makes you a macaroni something and it's useless but it's adorable. That's so cute. Yeah. Look at them with their inside jokes. I would keep it. He should keep that forever. They've only known each other for a year. A year ago, we thought he was a notorious mass murderer out to kill him. They've only known each other as who they actually are for a couple of months. Sometimes you just, like, meet Mm -hmm. and it burns bright, man. The flames of friendship and bond. Um, So, Hermione gets her copy of the Daily Prophet. um, And... She sees something on the front page that surprises her, and then she and Ron try to, like, hide it from Harry, basically. But, you know, like, Harry knows what's up. So, the um, article is titled, it's titled, Harry Potter, Disturbed and Dangerous, which is, like, real quick before we get into what it says, um, and darn, no cousin Connie, but, like, this is, this is the article, like, we get, like, the things... Like, we, we've had already had an article about Harry in this book, but this is the one that really leads into Order of the, the like, propaganda and shit that goes on in Order of the Phoenix. Um, we'd also like to point out that Rita Skeeter is, again, writing slanderous content about children. And again, it says um, in the middle... for some she reason, have a, she can't make her money in any other she way. She doesn't have a byline. It says in the middle of a sentence, writes Rita Skeeter special correspondent. Weird. Yeah. Um, so it is weird. All right. So the boy who defeated he who must not be named is unstable and possibly dangerous, writes Rita Skeeter, special correspondent. 
Alarming evidence has recently come to light about Harry Potter's strange behavior, which casts doubt upon his suitability to compete in a demanding competition like the Triwizard Tournament or even attend Hogwarts school. Potter, the Daily Prophet, can exclusively reveal, regularly collapses at school, and is often heard complaining uh, um, heard to complain of his scar on his forehead, relic of the curse with which you-know-who attempted to kill him. On Monday last, midway through divination lesson, your Daily Prophet reporter witnessed Harry Potter storming from the class, claiming that his scar was hurting too badly to continue studying. It is possible, say top experts at St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries, that Potter's brain was affected by the attack inflicted upon him by you-know-who, and that his insistence that the scar is still hurting is an expression of his deep-seated confusion. He might even be pretending, said one specialist. This could be a plea for attention. Um, I just would like to point out really quickly that even if he was pretending that his scar was hurting, like, that's a thing that, like, that's, that's an easy excuse for, like, a teenager to use. That doesn't mean he's unhinged. It just means, like, I didn't want to be in my class. Divination is boring. It's a boring-ass class. Also, like, fucking, Rita, you were sitting on the ledge, you didn't see how ridiculous (laughs) Trelawney is? You didn't think, hmm, that's a good excuse to get out of this dumb-ass class. I also love that she tells on herself in this, um, in this article, which we'll get to later, mm -hmm. but, um... journalistic standards. If you look at anything, like right now, there's been a lot of stuff about like trying to kind of like armchair, what is it called? Diagnose people. Like, you know, like you'll see like celebrities that kind of look like they're going through it. And then you'll, though people will call in these doctors to talk about this stuff. And what they will say is, I have not examined him, but these symptoms are like reminiscent of this. That being said, I have not examined mm-hmm. this person, so this is just, like, third party using the knowledge that I have to say that this is quite possibly might be, but I am not sure since I have not examined this person, this could be, yep. ex- like, this person, this bra is, like, possibly top experts say that his brain was attacked, like, there, like, and, like, it's just a possibly um, he might even be pretending," said one specialist. "It could be for this. Could be for attention. Who is the specialist? You haven't examined him, right? Where are the? I ethics? mean, it's tabloids, right? Sources say a close personal friend. It's like okay, but who is this person? Right. It's like it's and the, it's also just the anonymity that it's also the um the writing of it in terms of like this is written as true, um, and. There needs to be, like, it's like when you talk about, you speak about, like, the allegations of, as opposed to, like, as opposed to, like, this person did that. Like, this person was alleged to have done that. And, like, this, Mm -hmm. and they, and she touts, you know, um, one specialist and um, top experts at St. Mungo's, but she doesn't, (laughs) like, remind the reader this specialist and these experts don't know Harry. They haven't been around. Right. They never met him before. before. Just the... Right. Um, So, yeah, it's a problem. Um, The Daily Prophet, however, has unearthed worrying facts about Harry Potter that Albus Dumbledore, headmaster of Hogwarts, has carefully concealed from the wizarding Um, public. Potter can speak parcel tongue, reveals Draco Malfoy, a Hogwarts fourth year. Can we also... Uh, Can we stop in this mm-hmm. one, this, this one right here? Um, unearthed worrying facts about Harry Potter that Albus Dumbledore has carefully concealed from the wizarding public. 
Harry Potter is 14. Albus right. Dumbledore is a headmaster of Hogwarts. What does a 14-year-old boy's medical history need to be known? Why does it need to be known by the wizarding public? How is it being carefully concealed? Is there not a HIPAA law in Britain in the wizarding Also, world? can we talk about how Harry only found out he could do this two years ago? Right. So, like, he didn't even know. Right! He didn't even know he was magical until three years ago as well. So, like, come on, fam. Like, you're doing a they're lot. Ca- they're con- a it's a plot um, to conceal. Like, why right. do you need to know what a 14-year-old boy like, can and can't what? do in the first place? We're not you getting don't. updates in the Daily Prophet about um, Neville and his magical learning. Shane right. is still blowing shit up. That seems like more of an important thing for the wizarding public to know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stay away from this kid. <laughs> um, but then also, like, this, again, like, this is the moment, like, her bringing Dumbledore in here is, like, again, now she's discrediting both Harry and Dumbledore. Yeah. So, again, she's, like, setting a precedent for things that happen in the future. Um, Potter can speak parcel tongue reveals Draco Malfoy, a Hogwarts fourth year. There were a lot of attacks on students a couple of years ago, and many people, and most people thought Potter was behind them after they saw him lose his temper at the dueling club and set a snake on another boy. It was all hushed up, though, and he's made friends with werewolves and giants, too. We think he'd do anything for a bit of power. Parcel tongue, the ability to converse with snakes, has long been considered a dark art. Indeed, the most famous parcel mouth of our times is none other than you know who himself, a member of the Dark Defense, Dark Force Defense League who wished to remain na- remain unnamed. That's convenient. That's super convenient. Um, stated that he would regard any wizard who could speak parcel tongue as worthy of investigation. Personally, I would be highly suspicious of anybody who can converse with snakes, as serpents are often used in the worst kinds of dark magic and are historically associated with evildoers. Similarly, anyone who seeks out the company of such vicious creatures as werewolves and giants would appear to have a fondness for violence. Um, Albus Dumbledore should surely consider whether this boy should be allowed to compete in the Triwizard Tournament. Some fear that Potter might resort to the dark arts in his desperation to win the tournament, the third task of which takes place this evening. So, this, um, this is... so a couple things. Sorry. Yeah, I would, I would say one, I like how Draco, like, conveniently left out the fact that Harry actually saved everyone from these attacks mm-hmm. as well. But, you know, that's fine. Also, we I mean, sh- Draco is, like, straight up lying. Like, he knows that Harry doesn't care about power. He's just, this is an opportunity to get back at him. So it's really, like, a much pettier and, like, smaller thing than, like, to yeah. him than um, thinking that Harry actually And, he, and again, um, we have to remember that Draco is also a 14-year-old boy who has no foresight and is just being... Right. A bully. But Portia brings up a great fact that, like, there are there no wizard lawyers because Harry should sue, and it would save so many issues. Like, um, which is also uh, a, another point to this, is Malfoy didn't say who was really responsible for setting the snake loose, because Malfoy was the one that made hmm. that conjured hmm. the snake. Curious. 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 Um, but th- the idea... And I I need, maybe I'm going to talk to, I'm going to talk to Maggie Brevig about getting on here and getting deep into public private sector and wizarding things. But, um, so, but anyway, but like this, this, I, I need to better understand, um, cause this is also coming up in our world right now. Sorry to bring in, um, the, 
this is our happy place, but um, talking about changing, changing journalism and libel laws. Because in America, if a journalist writes something demonstrably false, as in, um, I mean, I guess none of this is like actual, this is a lot of this is conjecture, but, um, and like it's cage, it's written really well, like some fear that Potter might resort to the dark arts as opposed to like stating it as fact. But you could sue someone because like that is like defamation and that is libel. Um, and in Britain, those um, thresholds are much lower than they are in America. So do those not, again, do those not exist in the wizarding world? How are you able to say whatever the fuck? How are you able to have so many unnamed sources and yet like name drop Albus Dumbledore and Harry Potter without fact checking with them or like getting their, getting a quote from them or their side of the story? Like, this is just, this is bad journalism. This is fake news. And, like, the real fake news, like, the real, real fake news. Um, But it also serves this purpose of, like, this comes out in the morning, and then the third task, which takes place this evening. Like, if you were really concerned, you would have gone public with this before the third task so they could do something about it or stop the task or you know what I mean right like this is all this does is just it just adds this like it just taints um Harry and Dumbledore but it doesn't it, it doesn't come off as having any actual uh, being of any actual concern for the safety and the well-being of the students or anything and again if Harry Potter was, like, aligned with the dark arts or whatever, he's 14. So, I, I mean, I guess in the wizarding world, they've sent him to ask him. It's because they don't got nothing else. Like, send him to... Right, like, what else would they send do? Send him to St. Mungo's and get treatment or something. But, like, he is not an adult. And also, if his scar hurts or he's conjuring, he's got whatever. Hmm... He did go through a lot of trauma. This goes back to the Fantastic Beasts. We we've already seen how they treat people who've gone through trauma, right. though. Like, this they goes don't... back to the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them what is that? movie, which is like... They've never experienced that emotion, oh, apparently. Oh, you've gone through a lot of trauma, and now you're an obscurist, you gotta die. Instead of, hey, you're being mistreated. Can we stop this abuse in its tracks and help you get to a path of, of mm-hmm. being safe and healthy? Okay. Nope. No? No, we're not going to do that? Be too much like right. All right. Just going to kill you? Mm-mm. Cool. Yeah. Um, gone off me a bit, hasn't she? said Harry lightly, folding up the paper. Because, again, it's like... so ridiculous. Reading it, it's ridiculous. And, like, he knows it's not true. And, obviously, he can't see the feature. So he's just like, whatever. What's that going to do to me? It's like the one that he... That she did to her... About Hermione. Like, she's like, okay, and? Right. So? The fuck? Like, it, it, it doesn't even... Um, the, the problem, though, is that it doesn't affect them anymore. Um, Hermione did feel it a little bit. Or it doesn't affect them in the moment. Um, so it doesn't affect them in the yeah. moment. Like, they can't see how it's going to affect later. them. Yeah, the yeah, thing. yeah. I was, like, Hermione had a bit of that when she realized um, that Molly was tripping. But, like, 
they're able to kind of laugh it off now, but like this is very damaging. I mean, Hermione got hate mail. Right. I'm, she got like cursed. Whew. Um, how did she know that your scar hurt in divination? Ron said, there's no way she was there. There's no way she could have heard. The window was open, said Harry. I opened it to breathe. You were at the top of the North Tower, Hermione said. Your voice couldn't have carried all the way down to the grounds. Well, you're the one who's supposed to be researching magical methods of bugging. You tell me how she did it. I've been trying, but I... But... Are you all right, said Ron, frowning at um, Hermione, whose odd, dreamy expression suddenly... Who had an odd, dreamy expression suddenly come over her face? Yes, said Hermione breathlessly. She ran her fingers through her hair again and then held up her hand held her hand up to her mouth. This is such a Doctor Who moment. Like, stop breathing, I'm trying Oof, to think. It's so, it's brilliant. Stop, stop, it's so stop good. Breathing. It's so um, good. Speaking into an invisible walkie-talkie, Harry start, stared at each other. I've had an idea. I think I know. Because then no one would be able to see her, even Moody, and she'd have been able to get onto the window ledge, but she's not allowed. She's definitely not allowed. I think, I, I think we've got her. Just give me two seconds in the library just make to make sure. And with that, Hermione seized her school bag Goat. and dashed out the Great Hall to, to save the day once again. Um, Portia wants y'all to Yo, know that Molly's still tripping, she though. She fucking wins. So. That's true. That is true. Um, I would like you to know, I just have to double check to make sure I did do this. Yep. She's my MVP. I'm just okay. gonna let you know now. Valid. That Hermione's my MVP. Because. Um, I've. Because this right here. I've benched a lot of folk. And I don't know if I can continue to bench them. No, you got to chill on that. So far, I mean, we still, we're halfway in here. I got three benched. But Hermione. Mm-mm. You got to choose, choose, what choose one. Choose one. Um, oh, I mean, like, figure out math. What's your ranking? And then that top person is a bench. We, everybody sucks. We can't just, we have to have a winner and a loser. Do we? There's a reason for these things. We have to we have, have a winner math. and then a bunch of yes. losers. Just like life. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Hermione is the greatest of all time, and I just thought that you yes. all should know that. We've um, got to get our history yeah. of magic exam. Uh, wait. Oh, Ron called after her. We've got our history of magic exam in 10 minutes. Blimey. She really must hate that skater woman to risk missing the start of an exam. What are you going to do in Ben's class? Read again? Exempt from the end-of-term test as a Triwizard champion, Harry had been sitting in the back of every class exam class so far looking up fresh hexes for the third task. Suppose so. Professor McGonagall came walking alongside the Griffin Tower table. Potter, the champions are congregating in the chamber off the hall after breakfast. But the task's not till tonight, he said, accidentally spilling scrambled eggs down his front. Yep. I'm aware of that, Potter. The champions' families are invited to watch the final task. You know, there's simply a chance for you to greet them. She moved away. She doesn't expect the Dursleys to turn up, does she? Dunno. Harry, I'd better hurry. I'm going to be late for Ben. See you later. Harry finished his breakfast in the empty in Great Hall. He saw Floor Delacour get up from the Ravenclaw table and join Cedric as he crossed to the other side of the chamber and entered. Crouch slouched off to join them shortly after. Harry stayed where he was. He wasn't really going into the chamber. He had no family. No family who would turn up to see him risk his life anyway. But just as he was getting up, thinking that he might as well go up to the library and do a spot of hex research, the door of the side chamber opened and Cedric dug his head out. Harry, come on. They're waiting for you. Feels. Yo, this is actually in, like, 
yes, we're going to let Portia have her her rant about Molly, but this is, like, the sweetest thing. Okay, so Harry goes into the room, and he sees Elf. all the other, the other um, champions with his family, it, um, and then he sees Mrs. Weasley and Bill standing in front of the fireplace, beaming at him. Surprise, she said excitedly. Thought we'd come and watch you, Harry. Um, you all right, said Bill. Okay, 615. Wait. It doesn't say any of this. It just says feel. Let me read. In all caps. That's all that is on this page. Lots of feels. Um, I was going to read about your boo, but then you interrupted me, so it just says feels. Awesome. Um, Oh, Charlie wanted to come. So, Floor. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I was like, Hmm. I don't care about Bill. Hmm. Charlie wanted to come, but he couldn't get time off because, you know, he's a hardworking blue collar. What's the wizarding version of blue collar? Um, I don't know. He said you were incredible against the horn tail. Okay, so... There's... So, for... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm done. So, Floor notices Bill and is, like, giving him the eyes. He's, like, she's... You know, eye emoji, eyeball emoji? That's Floor right now. Um, she's one giant you know, floating valid, eyeball emoji. Bill, Bill's so. got style. Um... Or something. Um, this is really nice of you, Harry muttered. I thought for a moment, the Dursleys. Hmm, said Mrs. Weasley, pursing her lips. She'd always refrained from criticizing the Dursleys in front of Harry, but her eyes flashed every time they were mentioned. She's such a it was black a legit mama. reaction. Mm. She was like, hmm, interesting. And she had that, like, inner deep, that deep about throat that. that mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just want to, like, it's, it's, it's great that, that the Weasleys come and support him, um, knowing that he doesn't have family there. And, like, you know, yeah, it's she's very sweet. And this is another part about, like, the Weasleys taking it beyond his, like, yes, he's Ron's best friend, but he's also friends. His Like we talked about earlier, his friendship with the twins is, is separate from Ron. And now, like, his relationship with mm-hmm. Molly and Arthur is kind of separate from that, too. And it does come from, like, yes, you're our best, our, our son's best friend, but also, like, we know your history and we know your backstory like, and we know what you're lacking. And we... And it's like, they got seven kids. All their kids got friends. Maybe not Percy. <laughs> At least six of the seven friends got, kids got friends, like, and they're not treating them the way that they're treating Harry, right? right? Like, he's, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a different... But it's, it's literally, like, yeah. my... Um, Connie has said this before, that, like, my mom is Molly Weasley, and, like... My mom is so quick to adopt a kid that she doesn't think, like, has the home life or the love or, you know, like, and it's not about, like, doing things for them and, like, I mean, it's a a part of, a part of it is that, but it's also just, like, giving a a child a, a place to feel safe and nurtured and, like, and wanted and, like, they want him to feel wanted you know, outside of his relationship with Ron. And this is, like, shout-outs to Molly and, and Arthur for raising kids that, like, see that. You know? Because it permeates throughout all of them. Mm-hmm. Except for Percy. Except for Weatherby. Except Percy. So, yeah, so then they're, they're reminiscing. Um, oh, it's great to be back here, said Bill. Um, haven't been seen this place for five years. Is that picture of the Mad Knight still around? Sir Cadigan? Oh, yeah, said Harry. And the fat lady? She was here in my time, said Mrs. Weasley. She gave me such a telling off one night when I got back 
um, to the dormitory at four in the morning. What were you doing out of your dormitory at four in the morning, said Bill. Uh, Mrs. Weasley grinned. Your father and I had been for a nighttime stroll. He got caught by Apollyon Pringle. He was the caretaker in those days. Your father still got the marks, which is like, shit, y'all were really... kids, man. Like, being abusing kids. And, like, at this point, like, Dumbledore wasn't the headmaster back then, so I don't... And the, like the headmasters of Hogwarts need to I figure out what's like, going on about, with their lives because tell me about Napoleon Pringle because tell me more about Pringle <laughs> because Dumbledore yeah. would have stopped that tell me about the good old days <laughs> like um, fancy giving us a tour here um, said Bill okay and they made their way back toward the door into the great hall as they passed Amos Diggory ugh he looked around there you are are you he dude, said looking Harry up I, and down Bet you're not feeling quite as full of yourself now Cedric's caught up to you in points, are you? What? Said Harry. Ignore him, said Cedric in a low voice. <laughs> He's been angry ever since Rita Skeeter's article about the Triwizard Tournament. You know, the one she made out that you were the only Hogwarts champion? Didn't bother to correct her, though, did he? Still, you'll show him, said. Beaten him once before, haven't you? So real quick, before we get into Molly's response, um, Amos. This is a 14-year-old boy. Can we just... Like, you have some serious, like, issues if you're this upset at a 14-year-old boy from some shit that this woman months wrote ago. in an art months ago. He's been holding on to this resentment <laughs> and anger for, like, for, like, months. Right. And, dude. Agent- and then, and then my thing is, is, like, you don't say, hey, Harry, or even, like, hey, Molly, what's going on? Hey, Bill. Hey, Harry. Oh, looks like, you know, I mean, even if he, it's just, he, he there you are, are you? The what? Politeness. Yeah, I'm here. I exist. I, I'm just, I'm at school. I go here. Do you go here? No. And then you are you bet you're not feeling quite up as full as yourself. <laughs> Harry's, all, Harry's like, huh? Harry's like, where is this coming from? I don't know. Who are we you? Get, we, I am a we child. To get a live look in at the agent of shade because she is on another level. Funny how Molly is okay with her and Arthur sneaking around after midnight, but not Hermione possibly dating two guys. One. Two. That's a word. Follows up with, Amos can go jump into the lake in the wheelchair he uses in the future. Damn, Portia. His able body self can't jump in the lake. Imagine, and she's like, imagine Cedric's face, which is like so true. It reminds me of um, Doctor Who two weekends ago when knock knock episode when bill was like this is my granddad like just like (laughs) like i guess i have to claim him but i really don't want to claim him don't make me claim him right like cedric's in here like pops go somewhere like if i'm not upset why are you upset like chill straight up ignore him chill (laughs) sorry harry like ignore everything you don't just Oh my God, Amani, you are so right. Amos is LeVar Ball, y'all. And Amani, I'm gonna need you to work on that Photoshop. Get that magic going. <laughs> Amos over here walking around with his big baller t-shirt talking about buy his $250 Quidditch robe with Cedric's face on it. And Cedric ain't even done nothing yet. Mm. Mm-mm. You don't know who LeVar Ball is, right? Because Ball. No, I, I vaguely do. I have He's Twitter. He's a pocket father. Um, I, saw, I saw the shoes. I saw the shoes. The $400 shoes? And that was when I was like, oh. $400 shoes? Mm-hmm. I was like, for what? 
for what reason. Um, so then Molly says, Rita Skeeter goes out of her way to cause trouble, Amos. I would have thought you'd know that working I for the ministry. I would have thought you'd know Which, that, Molly. you know, is right. Right. It's correct. But also, it's, it's funny you bring that up. It's an interesting, you know, notion that you've presented. Um, Mr. Diggory looked like he was going to say something angry, but his wife lay a hand on his arm and he merely shrugged and Where turned away. Where has Diggory been this whole time? Like, why are you so time? angry this entire time? Be like, and, like, Amos, you don't talk to children this way. Back the fuck up. That's not your child. You know the mama, like, teeth clench? Like, when parents clench their mm-hmm. teeth at you? Like, the minute he said, there you are, are you? Mrs. Diggory should have been like, boy, if you don't... Get over here. Get the fuck, girl. Like, oh. Stop it. Like what? Come on. Um. So Harry had an enjoyable morning with Bill and Mrs. Weasley. Um. Mrs. Weasley was intrigued by the Whomping Willow, which had been planted after she had left school. After she left school, and reminisced at length about the gamekeeper before Hagrid, a man called Og. Um. He just seems like a dude that knows how to party. I don't know. His name's Og. Okay. Og. I don't know. I mean, all right. I'm also curious, like, how long ago was it that Mr. and Mrs. Weasley went to Hogwarts? Like, I mean, I'm thinking, were they, are they, like, I'm, I'm curious more, like, what their age is in relation to Lucius, yeah, I guess. I, I'm thinking they're question. probably, like, a little bit older than Lucius. Um, they might have been finishing or, or like, sixth or seventh year when he started, they're definitely after Hagrid, but Hagrid was not gameskeeper because he was a child when he got kicked out. Um, right. And he, I think he became like an apprentice yeah. or something. Like I'm pretty sure he like helped Og yeah. out, but yeah. Um, so I think that they are a couple of years older. But he was definitely out before. Yeah. He wasn't a student. Remus and them got in and, and Lucius was still there. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to like. Well, Lucius yeah. wasn't. Lucius was there after. He was like he was way after. He was like seventh year. He was like seventh year when um, when like Remus and them came in, which is why I'm because I'm thinking about the Whomping yeah. Willow. So she had to have. They had to have left before which the Marauders came. Yeah, and I think came. the Weasleys were like six, fifth or sixth year when Lucius came in. So they were gone. When, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they're probably right. like a good like five. Okay years older than Lucius and so then like seven or eight years older than Lily and James and the Marauders but we'll have to do that mm-hmm. now um how's Percy okay so how's Percy said Harry um not good said Bill he's very upset said Mrs. Weasley the, mis- the ministry wants to keep Mr. Crouch's disappearance quiet but Percy's been hauled in for questioning about the instructions Mr. Crouch has been sending in they seem to think there's a chance they're not they weren't genuinely written by him Percy's been under a lot of strain. They're not letting him fill in for Mr. Crouch as the fifth judge tonight. Cornelius Fudge is going to do it. Um, so, again, like, another kind of um, clue, right? Like, Percy now has... Now they're, like, investigating him because they're like, dude, like, you didn't realize your... Right. Um, well, this is, like, when his ambition was like, takes a, like, gets him in trouble and then... In order to like, right, and it blinds him from like actually taking, like looking at right. facts and being like, hmm, this doesn't and seem then, right. Again, because this happens, 
later on, he's already got kind of, he, he feels like he's got one strike against him, so that, like, lends him to be more on the minister's side later on when, again, mm-hmm. facts. should be looking at the facts, Percy. Um, so they go back to lunch, and Ron is surprised to see his mother and brother there. Um, and Mrs. Weasley asked how ex- how his exam went. He said, okay, couldn't remember all the goblin rebels' names, so I invented a few. It's all right, he said, when Mr. Mrs. Weasley looked stern. They're all, called, they're all called stuff like Bod Rod the Bearded and Erg the Unclean. It wasn't hard. Um, so, Fred, which is hilarious, so but also, like, you can't... Of, um, our cousin Kevin, but I just kids in general, who always just stay telling <laughs> on themselves. Like, you could have been like... Yeah. It was okay. Couldn't remember a couple like of... Like that time Aminata told me she was on timeout. Right. right. Couldn't remember all of the like, Goblin Rebels names, but I think I did all right. Point blank, period. Not... Couldn't remember them, so I made some up. You know, worked on my alliteration game. You literally could have said, I did okay. Yeah, period. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, Portia's still typing. Do we want to check in with her? She's about to, no, not yet, because, um, no, she's about to go in on Molly. Let's get going. Um, um, so let's get Fred, to that George point. Um, so Fred, George, and Jenny joined them, sorry, joined them as well. Um, and Harry had forgotten um, to worry about the evening's task. And not until Hermione turned up halfway through lunch did he remember that she had had a brainwave about Rita Skeeter. Um, are you going to tell us? Hermione shook her head warningly and glanced at Mrs. Weasley. Hello, Hermione, said Mrs. Weasley, much more stiffly than usual. Hello, said Hermione, her smile faltering at the cold expression on Mrs. Weasley's face. Harry looked between them, then said, Mrs. Weasley, you don't believe all that rubbish Rita Skeeter wrote in Witch Weekly, did you? Because Hermione's not my girlfriend. Oh, said Mrs. Weasley. No, of course I didn't. Um, and after that, she became considerably warmer toward Hermione Which after. could uh, have been solved like, by a quick owl. That and also, like, why did you believe it in the first place? And also, can a 14 year old girl live? And then also, like, even if that was happening, like, it's, it's not your business. business. Like, they're 14. You're an adult. Like, I just. I mean, it, unless she's got this, like, it, it's written as though she's more concerned about, like, Harry's feelings, but unless she does have that mother sixth sense that Ron does like Hermione but they're not there yet so either way it's not your business okay so maybe even if it is about like you know caring about Harry's well-being fine but like you just told fucking Amos Diggory Rita Skeeter goes out of her way to cause trouble I thought you would have known that working at the ministry like so then why do you then believe her in this other thing it just don't it's just not working it does not makes very little not sense. Uh, um, so Harry, Bill, and, and Mrs. Weasley yeah. away the afternoon with a long walk around the castle and then returned to the Great Hall for the evening feast. Wait, you missed Portia's... Oh, uh, now we go in on Portia? Okay. Why didn't she elbow him when he started acting... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Oh, this part is about Cedric's mom. Where has Cedric's mom been... Why hasn't she helped Cedric have friends over the summer? Why didn't she elbow him when he started acting, when Amos started acting a fool? 
Um, did the previous groundskeeper obtain a full magical education? Portia got questions that he'd answered. Seems like it should have set a precedent. The one time the ministry isn't wrong in their suspicions, Molly about to catch these typing fingers, the injustice of the goblins not getting their full due in wizard minds and hearts. Why did Hermione have to notice Molly's attitude first? Ron is her child. Why isn't he ready to stand up for Hermione to his own mother? What kind of future lover is he with two question marks? Molly is a grown freaking woman. <laughs> Why is she getting in the middle of teen affairs? Does she condone Rita getting into teen drama? This ain't Degrassi. <laughs> Not Degrassi. I'm so upset. So those are all of Portia's <laughs> feels on the matter. Oh, no, not Degrassi. If you want to follow up, you can at Portia Obvi, underscore Obvi, and maybe you can give her some answers to her questions. Mainly, why is she getting in the middle of teen affairs? Why are any of these adults caring about what these teens are doing? Other than, like, wait, time out. They care about all this stuff, right? And, like, but they don't care about Draco bullying um, Neville? That's not a thing that they're concerned with? Why they care? Because there is a serious lack of good quality entertainment for the Wizarding World. And if they could just get their heads out of their butts and get some HBO or something and take their mind off of other people's business why teens shouldn't be having the daily profit like there just is not enough entertainment not enough distraction in the wizarding world because let me tell you if molly could be over here live tweeting the bachelorette i'm sure she wouldn't give two shakes about what hermione doing so there's that if you are going to separate yourself from society, um, you need to then build up a good media empire because humans get bored. And then when humans get bored, they get messy. It's true. Um, so Harry, Bill, and Mrs. Weasley wild away the afternoon with a long walk around the castle and then return to the Great Hall for the evening feast. Uh, Ludo Bagman and Cornelius... Man, Harry should have took a nap. I need a nap right now. That's a thing that I feel like should have been important. Like, should have been like, hey, Mrs. Weasley... And Bill, thank you for coming. I'm going to take, like, just power nap. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all looking around, but I got to get my rest in. I mean, they say this it's past, a long walk, fine. but maybe it's a long, slow, me- like, it's just wild away, so. No, I'm sure, I'm sure, but, like, still. You just don't like to walk. Sometimes you can have a. That's not true. I actually do like walking. I don't like to run. There's a difference. Well, I mean, I feel like you can have a slow, long, leisurely walk, and it helps you energize and you feel Okay. I was just saying in general, even without the walk, I wasn't even, my, my issue wasn't with the walk. It was just with his not a taking like to mentally, a minute to rest. That's all. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So Ludo Bagman and Cornelius Fudge had joined the staff table. Bagman looked quite cheerful, but Fudge who was sitting next to Madame Maxime looked stern and was not talking. Uh, Madame Maxime was concentrating on her plate and though, her, and thought, Sorry, and Harry thought her eyes looked red. Haggard kept glancing along the table. Why are you at her. still in grown folks' um, there's business? There's a lot going on here. A page ago, grown folk in children's business, and now children in grown folks' business. Like you said, they got nothing else to do. Um, so there were more courses than usual, but Harry, who was starting to feel nervous, didn't eat much. Um, and so at the end of the feast, Dumbledore stood 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's in five minutes' time, I'll be asking you to make your way down to the Quidditchville for the third and final task. Will the champions please follow Mr. Bagman down to the stadium? Um, so they go down there. Feeling all right, Harry? Bagman asks. Confident? I'm okay, said Harry. Because, um, you know, he keeps... Bagman has to go. It's just a thing that needs to happen. He's just, like, not even... Um, so, yeah, so they... Mm-mm. Like, not at all. Not good at it. Not good at it. Um, so they walked onto the Quidditch field. A 20-foot-high hedge ran all the way around the edge of it. There was a gap in front of them, the entrance to the vast maze. The passage beyond it looked dark and creepy. Five minutes later, the stands began to fill. Um, the sky was a deep, clear blue now, and the first stars were starting to appear. Hagrid, Professor Moody, Professor McGonagall, and Professor Flitwick came walking into the stadium and approached Bagman and the champions. They were wearing large, red, luminous stars on their hats, all except Hagrid, who had his on the back of his moleskin vest. We're going to be patrolling the outside of the maze, said Professor McGonagall. If you get into difficulty and wish to be rescued, send red sparks into the air, and one of us will come get you. Um, Off you go then, said Bagman, brightly to the four patrollers. Only four. That's interesting. Well, it's a maze, so it's a square, so it's one on each side. Okay. Yeah, but isn't, like, it's a large maze. It's fine. Whatever. You're right. You're correct. You are, yeah. Um, off you, uh, so yeah, so then, good luck, Harry, Haggard whispered, um, and then Bagman um, pointed his wand at his throat and muttered sonorous so his voice would be magically magnified. Ladies and gentlemen, the third and final task of the Triwizard Tournament is about to begin. Let me remind you how the points currently stand. Tied, tied in first place with 85 points each, Mr. Cedric Diggory and Mr. Harry Potter, both of Hogwarts School. In second place with 80 points, Mr. Victor Crumb of Durmstrang Institute. And in third place, Miss Flor Delacour of Bo Batten's Academy. Um, on my whistle, Harry and Cedric. Three, two, one. Um, so he gave a short blast of the whistle and Harry and Cedric uh, hurried forward in the maze. Um, so after about 50 yards, they reached a fork. See you, said Harry. And they like split ways and went a different, different directions. Um, so then Harry heard Bagman's whistle for the second time, Crumb had entered the maze, and then the whistle blew a third time, and all the champions were inside. Um, so yeah, so Harry is going through the maze, um, he uses his point me spell, um, and he finds the way north, and he knows he needs to go northwest, which is, like, how it helps him with the direction, and, like, how to get towards the center of the maze. Um, the path ahead was empty, and when Harry reached the right turn and took it, he found his way unblocked. Harry didn't know why, but the lack of obstacles was unnerving him. Surely he should have met something by now. Um, so this is the thing, right? Like, they're, that's what Moody is doing. Because, again, he doesn't want to kill him in the maze. He wants to get him to the cup. So Barty Crouch Jr., as Moody, is, like, obstructing obstacles for Harry as much as he can. And Ludo Bagman um, is while so, patrolling so grateful for it. <clears throat> right. So very grateful. Um... So, uh, it, it felt as though the maze were luring him into a false sense of security. Then he heard movement right behind him. He held out his wand, ready to attack, but it was only Cedric who hurried out of a path on the right side. He looked very shaken. Um, Haggard's blasted its groups. They're enormous. I only just got away. Um, he shook his head and dived out of sight along another path. Keen to put plenty of distance between him and the scroots, uh, Harry hurried off again. Just like, so you had these, so Hagrid, I just have a question, um... So there's this monster, yeah, that you put in the 
in the um in the maze to for like these most 17 year olds they're of age except for harry but you know nobody foresaw that um so not including harry because the plan was for 17 year olds you give them this blasted its group as a monster to defeat within the maze but then you have 14 year olds trying to raise them that was a thought that you had it was safe for them to well i think he was like i think you're thinking about this backwards i think he was like oh, I have these blossomed its groups. Let's get these 14-year-olds to raise them. And then, uh-oh, those things are quite dangerous. How about I put them in the maze for 17-year-olds to try to defeat? Sounds like it, I don't want to waste them all. Still have three left. Just... Uh, Portia's still going off about Molly, by the way. Haggard, haggard, haggard. Just in case you wanted to, you know. She is. We're gonna have to screenshot that. She's still because because we're, we're in the and we're in the, I know, the we thick of it, and also still we're almost at two hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. So Harry continues on. He turns a corner and he saw a Dementor gliding toward him. Um, Harry could hear its rattling breath. He could feel clammy coldness stealing over his skin, and he knew what he had to do. He summoned the happiest thought he could concentrate. Um, he could concentrating with all his might. He thought of getting out of the maze and w- and celebrating with Ron and Hermione again. Not winning, just getting out. Um, he raised his wand and cried, "Expecto Patronum." A silver stag erupted from the end of Harry's wand and galloped towards the Dementor, which fell back and tripped over the hem of its robes. Harry had never seen a Dementor stumble. Hang on, he shouted. You're a boggart. Ridiculous. Shout out to Remus Lupin. Just all that. All that right there. That was... We talked about that, and that gave us a lot of feelings, and I would rather not go down that road again. Shout out to Remus Lupin. Um, um, so just shout out ship, shout out to Remus um, there was a loud crack which again that's the one thing I did have a question about like he didn't have to change it into something funny cause wasn't that the whole point of the lesson and like I feel like you have to like think about it but at a certain point like um, after so many of them did it the boggart like there was a like he just disappeared but Harry is so strong now that he just needs to be ridiculous and the like he can disapparate a bothered on his own now because he's just got that kind of power. So remember, they're weakening, like in book three, they're weakening the bogger, they're weakening the bogger, mm-hmm. and then when Remus does it, cracks him into a wisp. But now Harry is G. He don't need all them tries. That's true. All right, Harry. Um, so yeah, so there was a loud crack and the bogger disappeared. The stag faded from sight. Harry wished it could have stayed. He could have used some company, um, but he kept going. Um, and he twice he found himself facing dead ends. He did the four point spell again and found he was going too far east. Um, he turned back, took a right turn, and saw an odd golden mist floating ahead of him. Uh, he shot a reductor curse through it, um, but that didn't do anything. Um, because it was for solid objects, not, like, gaseous. Um, he was still hesitating when a scream shattered the silence. Floor, Harry yelled. There was silence. He stared all around him. What had happened What had happened to her? Her scream seemed to have been coming from somewhere ahead. He took a deep breath and ran through the enchanted mist. Um, 
The world turned upside down. Harry was hanging from the ground with his hair on his end, his glasses dangling off his nose, threatening to fall into the bottomless, bottomless sky. He clutched them to... He clutched them to the end of his nose and hung there terrified. It felt as though his feet were glued to the grass, which would now become the ceiling. Um, Think, he told himself. Not one of the spells he'd practiced had had been designed to combat a sudden reversal of ground and sky. Did he move his foot? He had two choices, try and move or send up up red sparks and get rescued and disqualified from the task. Do that! Um, So he shut his... Do that thing! It's true. It's very true. So he shut his eyes... So that he wouldn't be able to see the end of... Sorry. Shut his eyes so he wouldn't be able to see the view of endless space below him. He pulled his right foot as hard as he could from the grassy ceiling. Immediately, the world righted itself. Um, And, yeah. So he was good. So he paused at the junction of two paths and looked around for some sign of floor. He was sure she had been who screamed. What had she met? Was she alright? There was no sign of red sparks. Did that mean she had gotten herself out of trouble? Or was she in such trouble that she couldn't reach her wand? Um, so Harry kept going, but he kept thinking one champion down, which is annoying because again, like they like Joe no longer has any use for her, so like yeah, she out, um, which is well, she is making eyes at Bill. Oh yeah, that's so. what that's the mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right, of course. So, the cup was somewhere close by, and it sounded as though Floor was no longer in the running. He got this far, hadn't he? What if he actually managed to win? Fleetingly, and for the first time since he'd found himself champion, he saw again that image of him raising the Triwizard Cup in front of the rest of the school. Um, So, right. So, now at this point, he's like, oh, I could actually win. So, hmm. I could, might want to try to go for the cup. Um... Which I feel like is like a lit, a legit thing. Yeah, he's he's an athlete. He's competitive. Um, he's got an ego. It makes sense. Right. Um. So he met nothing for ten minutes, ten whole minutes, because Marty Crouch Jr. is getting Marty some Crouch use out of his work. wand, man. Man. Um. So he, yeah. So then all of a sudden he rounds a corner and finds himself facing a blasted screw. It was ten feet long, Hagrid. For what reason? I just help me understand. Um, it looked more like a giant scorpion than anything. Its long sting was curled over its back. Its thick armor glinted in the light from Harry's wand, and he pointed at it. Which he pointed at it, stupefy. The spell hit the Scroot's armor and rebounded. Harry ducked just in time, um, but it did hit his hair, so he like a little singed hair. Um, and the Scroot issued a blast of fire from its end and flew toward or flew, uh, sorry and flew forward toward him impedimenta harry yelled um and he had to scream it again um the screw was inches from him when he when it froze he had managed to hit it on its fleshy shellless underside um and then harry dips because he's like not about to sit around and wait for this curse to wear off no sir not i um so he keeps going um and he Here's Cedric. What are you doing? He was yelling. What do you think you're doing? And then he hears Crumb's ver- voice. Um, Crucio. The air was suddenly filled full of Cedric's yells. Horrified, Hagrid... Be- oh, sorry, Hagrid. Huh? Harry began to sprint, um, trying to find a way to Cedric's. When none appeared, he tried a reductor curse again. 
This time it wasn't very effective, but it burned a hole in the hedge through which Harry forced his leg, kicking at the thick brambles and branches until they broke and made an opening. Really quickly, I know, like, we're, you know, we're in a serious moment, but, like, he couldn't just do that the whole time to get to the maze? I mean, to get to the center? Like, is that, like, either that should disqualify him or this is what he should have been doing from, from jump. Yeah. Anyway... I mean, you know, then he would be without honor or something. Um, so he, yeah, so he finds Cedric jerking and twitching on the ground with Crumb standing over him. Um, the, sorry. Oh, so Harry pulled himself up and pointed his wand at Crumb just as Crumb looked up. Crumb turned and began to run. Um, stupefy, Harry yelled, and the spell hit Crumb in the back and he stopped dead in his tracks, fell forward and lay motionless face down in the grass. Um, so real quick, Crumb is imperialist. I think that's just the thing yep. we have to say. And like the fact that he's torturing Cedric and then sees Harry and is like dips, right? Like that's the thing yep. that's kind of shows that. Like clearly he's not acting himself because if you're if you if you can torture one, you torture them all. Champion. Right? Yeah. Like might as well. <laughs> um I wanna like check in with the chat here because Portia says, um, Talking about, like, how gendered this is, Cedric yells and Floor screams. Yep, I thought um, that too. And then she, it's, you know, I get not using the same word twice, but those are also very gendered terms. Like, very mm-hmm. gendered way of doing that. Um, and then Portia said, at least he didn't bellow or utter any other manly voice. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the problem with uh, JK and Sims continues, but yeah, it's just. Um, interesting because Harry and walks up to Cedric and is like, I don't believe it. I, you know, or he crept up behind me. I heard him. I turned around and he had his wand on me. I can't believe this. I thought he was all right. So did I, said Cedric. Did you hear Fleur scream earlier? Yeah. You don't think Crumb got her too? I don't know. Um, so all of a sudden they're all like, Crumb's the bad guy. Right. Um, Which is like, mm. But like you've been around him for a year and he seemed all right. Like he was all right. Like mm-hmm. something in the maze, you know? And that's one thing I at least appreciate it from the movie is like Harry, like he's not, he's visibly not himself. And so Harry's mm-hmm. like, he's, he's cursed. He's cursed Cedric, you know? Um, instead of here, it's just like, Oh, right. He, I thought we was cool. Like, Guess not. Yeah, human rogue. Right. Um, um, so they send so up red sparks. Send up red sparks. Someone will come and collect him. Otherwise, he'll probably get eaten by a group. He deserve it, Cedric Mutter. No one deserves time, that. Right. Come on, Ced. He raised his wand and shot a shower of red sparks into the air, which hovered high above Crumb, marking the spot where he lay. Real quick. Uh, this always confused me. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. I just want to say, blasting the Scroots are also unforgivable curses. I just want to say. <laughs> like... <laughs> No one deserves that. No one deserves it. Um, I wanted to say, I thought that there would be some sort of enchantment that, like, you would have to use, like, only the wand user sparks would count. Because otherwise, when they got into the maze, Harry could have stupefied Cedric and sent up red sparks, found Floor, stupefied her, sent up red sparks. But it wouldn't be honorable, again. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know. <laughs> I know. 
No, you're right. It's the I'm same gonna, thing with him nope, bla- not blasting through the damn maze and getting to the to the uh, cup in like two seconds. So you're right. Yeah. Well, um, I suppose we better go on," said Cedric. "What? Oh, yeah, right. Um, Harry, you're in the middle of the challenge, and there's scoops everywhere. I mean, you know, he forgot for a second. He just forgot. forgot where he was. Um, so they split up, and they uh, keep going to the cup. Um, so Harry keeps going until he finds a creature that he'd only seen in picture form in his monster book of monsters, um, which, you know, apparently came in handy one year later, or almost two. Um, it was a sphinx. The, it had the body of an overlarge lion, great clawed paws, and a long yellowish tail, um, its head was that of a woman. She turned her long almond-shaped eyes apro- upon Harry as he approached. Um, you were very, you were very near your goal. The quickest way is past me. So, so will you move, please? Said Harry, knowing <laughs> what that the answer was going to be no. Um, no, not unless you can answer my riddle. Answer on your first guess. I let you pass. Answer wrongly. I attack. Remain silent. I will let you walk away from me unscathed. Um, so Harry's stomach flipped several, uh, sorry, slipped several notches. It was Hermione who would be good at this sort of thing, not him. Just another reminder, Hermione would have been one the Triwizard Tournament at this point, just so you all are aware. <laughs> well, um, she would have had to deal with, uh, Barty Crouch Jr. in her way and Imperius and stuff, so we don't know that. Man, she would have figured that out too if she had, like, been the person. <laughs> okay. Hermione wins everything. Let's go. Um, so he, yeah, so here's the, here's the riddle. Um, first think of the person who lives in disguise, who deals in secrets and tells naught but lies. Next, tell me what's always the last thing to mend, the middle of middle and the end of end. And finally, give me the sound often heard during a search for a hard to find word. Now string them together and answer me this. Which creature would you be unwilling to kiss? Dementor. Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> mend, mend, er, demon, demend, er. I'm a genius, y'all. I mean, you know, that actually could work, right? The person who lives in disguise, who deals in secret and sells not but lies, Satan, demons, demon, and then, yeah, you're right, you're right, mend, and then or. Good job. We win. You're welcome. Thank you. I'll be here all week. I am the MVP. <laughs> I made myself the MVP. All right. Harry gaped at her. Could I have it again more slowly? He said tentatively. She blinked at him, smiled, and repeated the poem. All the clues add up to a creature I wouldn't want to kiss. She merely smiled, her mysterious smile. Harry took that for a yes. Harry cast his mind around. There were plenty of animals he wouldn't want to kiss. His immediate thought was a blast in its scroot. But something told him that wasn't the answer. He'd have to try again. A person in disguise. No, that who lies. Uh, that would be an imposter. No, that's not my guess. A spy. I'll come back to that. Could you give me the next clue again, please? To repeat it, the last, the next lines of the poem. The last thing to mend. Or, no idea. Middle of middle. Could I have that last part again? The sound often heard during the search for the hard find word. Er, that should be er. Hang on. Er? Er. Er's a sound. The sphinx smiled at him. Spy, er, spy, er, a creature I wouldn't want to kiss. A spider. The sphinx smiled more broadly. She got up, stretched her front legs, and then moved aside for him to pass. And that is what Zelda does. 
Um, I also have a question. What is the answer to the middle one? We pose this question to the team. What is the last... What's the thing always last to mend? The middle of the middle and the end of end. An end of the end. Is it like... D? Oh, D. It's a D. It's a D. Spy, D, er. Because the last thing to mend, so D, the middle of middle and the end of end. Bam. Ah, D. All right, Hermione, I see you. Great. Sorry, um, it took me a second. I had to read it out loud. Yeah, um, I was all cool. D, mend, er. The <laughs> <laughs> no, when you said that, uh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Sphinx smiled and, okay, thanks, said Harry, and amazed at his own brilliance. Calm down, sir. Brilliant. <laughs> take it down. Take, take it down. Just a little bit. Um, you, got, you got a riddle. Good job. Take it down, Notch. Um, he dashed forward. He had to be close now. His wand was telling him he was bang on course. I love that. So British. Bang on course. As long as he didn't meet anything too horrible, he might have a chance. Enter the jinx. He had a choice of paths up ahead. Point me, he whispered again to his wand, and it spun around and pointed him to the right hand. He dashed up this one and saw a light ahead. The Triwizard Cup was gleaming on a plinth a hundred yards away. Suddenly, a dark figure hurtled out of the path, out onto the path in front of him. Cedric was going to get there first. Cedric was sprinting as fast as he could toward the cup. Harry knew he would never catch up. Cedric was much taller, much longer legs. Let him. Dude, also, so, like you know, there's a moment, right? Yeah. Like, could you just imagine, like Harry being like, "Shit, Cedric's gonna get it," um, and the spider doesn't show up, and Harry, and Cedric grabs it and disappears, <laughs> and Harry's yeah. like, "Oh fuck!" Like, <laughs> right? What does Barney um, Crouch Jr. do in that moment if someone else gets to the cut before Harry? Like, he, runs away because at that point you fucked up Voldemort's fucked plan up. and you gotta go. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Um, then Harry saw something immense over a hedge to his left, quickly moving, moving quickly along the path. Cedric was about to run into it, and Cedric, his eyes on the cup, hadn't seen it. Cedric, Harry bellowed, on your left. Cedric looked around just in time to hurl himself past the thing and avoid colliding with it, but in his haste, he tripped. Harry saw Cedric's wand fly out of his hand as a gigantic spider stepped onto the path and began to bear down on Cedric. Nope. I'm assuming it's one of Aragog's kids. I'm sure. I'm so sure. Stupefy, Harry yelled. The spell hit the spider's gigantic carry black body, and but for all the good it did, it might as well have thrown a stone at it. The spider jerked, scuttled around, and ran at Harry instead. Stupefy, a pedimenta, stupefy, but it was no use. The spider was either so large or so magical that the spells were doing no more than aggravating it. Harry had one horrifying glimpse of the eight shiny black eyes and razor's sharp pincers before it was on him. He was lifted into the air in the in its front legs, struggling madly. He tried to kick it, his legs connected with the pincers, and the next moment he was in excruciating pain. He could hear Cedric yelling, stupefy too, but his wand had no more effect. Then Harry raised his wand as the spider opened its pincers once more and shouted, Expelliarmus. It worked. The disarming spell made the spider drop him, but that meant that Harry fell 12 feet onto his already injured leg, which crumpled beneath him. Without pausing to think, he aimed high at the spider's underbelly, and as he had done with the screw and shouted, stupefy, just as Cedric yelled the same thing. 
The two spells combined did what one alone had not. The spider keeled over sideways, flattening in a nearby hedge and strewing the path with a tangle of hairy legs. Who's Harry, a win? Cedric shouted, you are right. Did it fall on you? No. He called back panting. Oh, no. I just said it was a win. No, that was a win. Um, Cedric was standing feet from the Triwizard Cup, which was gleaming at him. Take it then, Harry panted. Go on, take it. You're there. But Cedric didn't move. He merely stood there looking at Harry. Then he turned to stare at the cup. Harry saw the longing expression on his face in the golden light, Cedric looked around at Harry again, and then holding onto the hedge to support himself, Cedric took a deep breath. You take oh, wait. it when that's twice you saved my neck in here. Sorry. Um, really quickly, I just missed something in the chat I just saw. Um, Portia says about the Sphinx that she feels so betrayed that she didn't appear in the movies. Um, and then Deborah agrees that we were lo- we were robbed of the magic in the movies, which is like a thing that I mean, I think I'll have more issue with it once we get to the Department of Mysteries. Um, mm-hmm. but like in the movies, it's so much more like bang, light, like flash, and less like very specific spells that are used. Um, and it's also just another thing about the movies where they discount the until you get to I think um, Deathly Hollows movies do, do this well, but they discount the like quieter moments of magic mm-hmm. and just like. The tension, you know, I think we talked about this, the tension that can be had in solving a riddle. <laughs> like, right. it's scary. But mm-hmm. also, it must be kind of expensive to CGI a Sphinx. Even though they CGI a big-ass basilisk and Aragog. And... You know what they could have done? Hmm. Is that money that they paid Homeboy to say those two lines that didn't make no sense? <laughs> Catching smoke with your bare hands? I mean... You don't want to catch fuck with your there was There was a budget, and they spent it on things that didn't need to be spent on. So, yeah. Poor planning. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Uh, Portia also points out Harry should have known better. He was saved from a horde of them two years ago. Use light, fire, duh. But, Portia, but you high know, stress situation. High stress. That and also, like, the Ford Anglia did all that. He didn't do nothing. Right. Um, okay, that's cool. That's not how this is um, supposed to work. Okay, you take it. You should win. That's twice you saved my neck. That's not how this is supposed to work. Harry said he felt angry. His leg was very painful. He was aching all over from trying to throw off the spider. And after all his efforts, Cedric had beaten him to it just as he had beaten Harry to ask Cho to the ball. Ugh. He Ugh. He's all of his feelings. Like, dude. Yes. He just, he like plunged. He, t- he dipped a toe in and then dove. Into his feelings, yeah. like, yo. Right. Just like Chill. he shoved his face in Dumbledore's thoughts, he shoved his face yep, into Yep, that was exactly, that's, exactly what happened. That's you, I'm telling you, I'm not going to run any races on this leg. Um, Cedric took a few paces nearer to the sun spider, away from the cup, shaking his head. No, he said. Stop being noble, just take it, then we can get out of here. Which is like, yeah. If that's any indication um, that Cedric is Ned Stark, mm-hmm. well, now I'm sad. God damn honor. Um, you told me about the dragon, Cedric said. I wouldn't have gone down in the I would have gone down in the first cast if you hadn't told me what was coming. I had help on that too. Harry snapped, you helped me with the egg, we're square. I had help with the egg in the first place. We're still square. 
You should have gotten more points on the second task. Instead of trying to get all those hostages, I should have done that. I was the only one thick enough to think that the song, thick enough to take the song seriously. Harry said bitterly, "Just take the cup." Like at this point, they're just like, they're exhausted. They want to do the right thing, but they also want it to be over. I get this. No, said Cedric. He stepped over to the spider's single legs. Go on. And then here comes Harry being Harry. Both well, of us, Harry said. Well, before yeah. that, really quickly. Oh, wait. Where is it? Did I miss it? Oh, really quickly. Harry looked from Cedric oh. to the Cedric cup. was serious. I, I underlined it, and then I was looking at a place that I didn't underline, because... Yeah. That makes sense. Anyway, Cedric was serious. He was walking away from the sort of glory Hufflepuff House hadn't had in centuries. Um, so that's just a thing, like, to point out that it's, like, it's a bigger deal for Cedric in, like, yeah. in that way than it is for Harry. Like, Gryffindor gets whatever. The they get everything. Four years. Right. Yeah. Um, so, like, the fact that Harry kind of recognizes that is... High EQ. Mm-hmm. Um, so Harry looked from Cedric to the cup. For one shining moment, he saw himself emerging from the maze, holding it. He saw himself holding the triwizard cup aloft, heard the roar of the crowd, saw Cho's face shining with admiration more clearly than he had ever seen it before, which is also just, like, rude to think that Cho would, like, be like, oh, you got the cup. Peace out, Cedric. I'm with the new... (laughs) Right. I'm with the triwizard champion now. No, it's not how that Um, works. And then then the picture faded, and he found himself staring at Cedric's shadowy, stubborn face. Both of us. What? We'll take it at the same time. It's still a Hogwarts victory. We'll tie for it. Cedric stared at Harry. You you sure? Yeah. Yeah, we've helped each other out, haven't we? We both got here. Let's just take it together. For a moment, Cedric looked as though he couldn't believe his ears, and then he said, you're on. Come here. He grabbed Harry's arm below the shoulder and helped Harry limp toward the plinth where the cup stood. When they had reached it, they both held a hand out over the cup's gleaming handles. On three, right? One... Two, three. He and Cedric both grasped the handle. Instantly, and that was it. And that was it. Congratulations, Harry oh. and Cedric. You were the Triwizard Champions. Bravo. Yay! All right. Next week on Wizard. That's in the book. We will talk yep, about we'll how discuss. they go on to live happy, healthy lives. Yep. Yep. And that's no it. No one gets hurt. Thanks Everybody for listening. Lives. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Um, but in actuality. Harry felt a jerk somewhere behind his navel. His feet left the ground. He could not unclench his hand from the Triwizard Cup. It was pulling him onward in a howl of wind, swirling color. Cedric at his side. Bum, bum, bum. Who's your MVP? Hermione motherfucking Granger? I MVP'd the Weasleys. But I understand your choice. That's fair. The Weasleys are like Molly and Bill. So, I was like, spin- this is why I can't have a pensieve. I'm an overthinker. So, I was, first it was going to be Molly and Bill for coming, but then it was like, but Molly and Bill are indicative of the Weasleys in general and how they all have come together to adopt yeah, Harry and show far. him and give him a family then. So, it just felt wrong. Because also, okay. Arthur would have been there if he could have been. Every, all the Weasleys except Percy. How about that? I'll just, I can do all the ways. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Um. <laughs> Amani made Hermione motherfucking Granger the MVP, and Portia did something that I have kind of been toying with doing all along. Made Crouch Jr. the MVP for playing the long game. He's a great mind. Ma'am. 
Huh? What? Yeah. It's impressive. It's I mean, impressive. Okay. It's impressive. It's I just terrible. don't know that it warrants most valuable player. That's all. Listen, it but is what Ollivander said. Right. Voldemort did great things. Terrible, but great. The it's recorded. Did. I disagree, but I'm not going to take away her vote. Well, listen, you can't take away her vote. It's in there. Um, who'd you bench? Oh, wait, real quick. Um, Matthew, who didn't get to join us, made Cedric his MVP. Oh, yes. He sent it to us before. Thank you. Um, I benched Barty like Crouch Jr. Time. Okay. Because he's a Nazi, and he freaking set up this whole thing for Harry to end up getting taken to he didn't set up the place the that he's going. Thing. But he... The whole maze thing right now? That's all him. Oh, okay. But, the, like, the big plan, you know. I mean, that's Voldemort, all, always. Um, okay, who'd you bench? So I bench Barty Crouch Jr., Voldemort, and Rita Skeeter. Girl. For each different things, but all the worst. And to make me choose one would be intellectually dishonest. Okay. Voldemort for making this whole thing happen. Barty Crouch Jr. for the logistics and operational tactical portion of this plan. And Rita Skeeter for being Rita Skeeter. The goddamn work. Amani! No, no, don't read that part. He no. been Sherry for dragging Cedric to his death. That's it. No. I'm not at that part. I'm not even, we're not even going to get into the second part that's just slander. Nope. The we're not, part, no, we're not going to say it because we don't yeah, tolerate it and we won't say yeah, it. We, we don't, I mean, what also what he said, thing? part one was also super, like, feelings bingy and I suggest part that Part one was terrible. Yeah. Part one was go get bitched. And now we're on this again, guys. And we're not gonna, you're not gonna say it on air. Nope. You're gonna make nope. nope. Portia benched Portia benched Rita, Molly, and Amos for being a tripod of garbage fire. That's hilarious. Well then. That's very funny. Can you have a tripod of garbage fire? <laughs> Are you trying to do math right now or like geometry? Um, and Matthew benched Barty Crouch Jr. as well. Um, cool. So, thank you for listening. Uh, next week we will discuss chapter 32 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Flesh, Blood, and Bone. I would just like to point out, um, and let me just double check real quick just in case I'm wrong. bone, and semen. No. Oh, there is an Oxford comma. Awesome. Because I was about to say that I was disappointed in the editors for not having an Oxford comma in Flesh, Blood, and Bone, but they do, and so it's great. Um, Anyway, make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter, and you can join the conversation on Twitter, at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam. You can check out our website at BlackGirlsCreate.org, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all all the jams, all the jams. Um, Join our Slack group. Be on the lookout for our newest podcast, More Black Girls, More Avocados. Mm-hmm. Coming out of soon. We're, mm-hmm. We talk about avocados. Because we're black girls. And how amazing they are. And all the how versatile it is. All the things you can do with them. How delicious they are. Um, coming to a 
earbud near you. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Flate. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>